Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, show where you get comics and you get sports and you get Star Wars. And we are finally going to have out our Rogue One versus Force Awakens debate. And its uh, I use the term debate quite loosely right now. Um, Dave Freiberger is here. It's been a while since he's been on the podcast. When was the last time you were on? Uh, probably the... The Louder, Dave. We can't hear you. <laughs> the last time I was on was the uh, the commentary that we did as a group, I believe. For Batman. which the Batman oh, Robin Batman. one? Oh Batman. man, it's yeah. been a while. It's been like nearly hundred episodes since you've been on. Yes. So we've been, been arguing off pod Force Awakens versus Rogue One for quite some time now. So I, it's about time I just said fuck it. We're just going to do this on the podcast. That way we can basically stop fucking talking about it once we're done. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> but but like, yeah. So <laughs> once this is over, we'll likely continue talking about it. As I assume, neither of us will have changed our minds by the end of this podcast. But debate only entrenches you in further. <laughs> yeah, we have our panel of judges, esteemed panel of judges here. Rob Callflesh is, is one of the judges and moderator, if you will. <laughs> I made it back. All right, good to have Rob. Kevin Miller is also here. Yo. And the astonishing return of Mike Leapock. It's been a while since Mike's been on. Hello. It? it was like Game of Thrones, wasn't it? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Which is nearly back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're nearly. Oh, yeah, it's was almost here. Was it the Blade one? Was yeah. that after Game of Thrones? Was Blade? Were you on the Blade track? Yeah, I did Blade. Oh, that's right. You did the Blade. So it was not that far. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was the Caesar nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we were so drunk. Uh, <laughs> we're not yes, we were. drunk, but we're buzzing for this one. And I am going to be arguing Rogue One as the better Star Wars movie of this generation. And Dave will be arguing for Force Awakens. I don't know how, but he's going to be arguing for Force Awakens. Now, gentlemen. I guess that's where you stand. I know. <laughs> yeah. Esteemed gentlemen of the, of the judging panel, I know that you have... In your head already, your your personal favorites. But I will politely request that you will make your d- decision today based on the debate and not on the actual movie that you think is better in your head. Keep your preconceived notions at yep. the door, and then and then afterwards we'll we'll just ask you your opinion on which one you think is better, thus nullifying anything you say afterwards for, for, <laughs> for funsies. So, I believe we have prepared an opening statement. So Dave Freiberger loses up first. Well, if uh, if that's how you feel, if it pleases the court, <laughs> if it pleases that's, the court. That's how we start, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I am going to be arguing that the Force Awakens is a better movie than Rogue One, and the reasons I will be touch to this are the fact that Force Awakens has a complete story. It also has flushed out and likable and understanding characters as well as any of the fan service, which I will refer to, that is in the movie, does not subtract from the enjoyability of the movie. It doesn't take away or distract the watcher in the movie at all. I could, you can stay immersed in it, as well as uh, not be taken out. Um, basically, the argument for the story is all movies need a setup, a conflict, and a resolution. 
Force Awakens has a setup, a conflict, and a resolution in the movie itself, where, as what I see from Rogue One, the setup, the conflict is very similar, if not the same, to um, The Force Awakens, but the resolution doesn't happen until a different movie. The other point to the story that is the um, Rogue One does not have <laughs> is that I'm getting myself off track. You're a little bit here. I am. This is not a, this is like, you're not getting graded on this. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me put it, let me put it this way here. You, you've, done, a you, you, you've done 100 podcasts. Fair enough. Like and I've done four of these. Yeah. So, and just just saying that, you know, I don't I don't do yeah. this very often. So, you know, what, you can you can make it light as you will, but I'm trying to trying to stay on my points here. And just, I don't want to interrupt, but yeah. I'm just writing notes so that I can remember what you guys <laughs> talked about. No, that's fine. You write I'm them not away. Judging. No, no, that's cool. Uh, well, I'm I fine with that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's what exactly he's doing. No one's judging someone's articulation. No. Okay, yes. Nobody's writing down, kind of sweaty. That's the case, like, oh, i got to write that yeah. for myself. You need a, sweat you need a beer, man. I'm sweating like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I will just go into the fact that um, Force Awakens has a borrowed story. I'm willing to put that then, but it is a complete story where the fact that Rogue One is not necessarily a borrowed story, but it is still a story where you know the outcome going in. And for a Star Wars movie to have a standalone movie, this movie should be able to take be taken out of the Star Wars mythology and stand on its own two legs. Without the Star Wars mythology around it, this movie does not stand on its own two legs because it doesn't have a conclusion to a movie. You need to watch a follow-up movie to get your conclusion in this one. To which I see as a huge fundamental flaw with the movie. The characters in Rogue One are boring. They're not as a good character should be built. They don't have personality. They are not... Um, as much likable, with exception to K2SO, which is the only good character in the movie. Literally, a robot is the best part of that movie. <laughs> um, they have to have pers um, personality, they have to have some motivation and understand where that motivation is going and why they're doing things. The characters tend to do things, but their motivation doesn't make any sense. Um... Some characters need an internal conflict, or all characters tend to, good characters tend to have an internal conflict. Um, they have to be able to be connected to the audience. Now, there were opportunities in Rogue One for the connection to the audience to happen, but instead of connecting to the audience, they went to the next scene. Um, you need to have some form of emotion, which in Force Awakens you can see emotion on, every, on the two main characters' faces of Ray and Finn in certain scenes you can understand what they're feeling based on their emotions you can understand how they're feeling and you can understand where they're, where they're going and why they're doing things that they're doing based on what you've seen and heard in the movie with Rogue One you do not have that at all with the characters the things that happen don't tend to make sense on why they're going that in this way 
Those being the major problems with the characters, I will move on to the what I will call fan service or... All right, I'm just going to cut you off right there, Dave, because this is supposed to be an opening statement. You're lining out your whole argument here. <laughs> I, I'm not thought, so, honestly, I thought in my opening statement I was going to lay out my arguments, yeah. and then you can lay out all of your arguments, and then we'll all go right, from there. Right. Or are you just going to cut That's me fine. off and just I'm go? I'm going to cut you off right there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Let's let yeah. it continue, maybe... <laughs> I expedited a bit if you can. No, 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 no. I'm just, just, I'm just laying out my, my arguments. Just give right? me one last sentence there on, on, on why you think your movie's better. Just as succinct as possible. Because it is a complete story with well-drawn-out characters. Boom. All right. Okay. Because, like, my I'm, opening statement is, like... Four sentences. Yeah. <laughs> a few sentences here, right? Like, And then I, we were going to... We were going to debate it out, because I wanted you to save that stuff. No, I can back it up with and then, points. Yeah, and, all right, all right, I'm, good, good, I'm good. Laying good. Out, I'm good. laying out That's good. Because, because I wanted to clap back, because I wanted to clap back on, on a couple of your, your, well, your statements there, but I can't. Fair. So I will do my, what will now be a hilariously flashy opening statement by comparison. I just had to get the laugh in. Yeah, all right, which will now be a hilariously flashy uh, opening statement by comparison, and then we we, we will I, I will turn it over to you, and we, we will argue back and forth. So, all right, let me just get a little sip here. <laughs> you didn't have time. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> an opening sip, pre 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 victory sip. Pre first yeah, yeah, exactly, pre victory sip. All right, here we go. This is my opening statement for row one. <clears throat> Mary Jade, Ben Skywalker, Boba Fett, gentlemen. Names that once had so much meaning in the Star Wars universe have now just been thrown into the trash by the self-proclaimed king of fanboys, J.J. Abrams, to make room for one-dimensional nonsense characters like Ray Kenobi, just wait because I'm going to be proven right on that one, and emo villains like Kylo Ren. It is no coincidence, gentlemen, that the man who created Lost is responsible for a movie that drags in the middle and the less said about the ending, the better. Over the course of the next hour or so, I will prove to all of you that not only is Rogue One the superior movie, but Force Awakens sucks in three very specific ways. So hard, so bad, and wicked bad. And for those of you out there, Dave, I'm looking at you, who still think that Force Awakens is the better film, I would say this to you. If the main character is a Mary Sue... You must change your point of view. I'll say it again. If the main character is a Mary Sue, you have to change your point of view. Thank you very much. Vote Rogue One. All right. <laughs> and that is the end of my opening statement. <laughs> much better than yours. Uh, anyway. <laughs> now, what are you saying? Let, 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 let's just get into it. So your main beef, it seems to me, your main beef with Rogue One is that you feel it is the second act of a... Like, you only get the second act of a three-act... You get the first play. two acts of a three-act movie. Okay. With the third act being in a completely different movie. Yes. My counter-argument to that, though, is... You knew that going into the film. You knew that it was the lead-up to A New Hope. You, 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 you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Okay. You can't go into Rogue One and say, Okay, knowing that I'm only getting... The first two thirds of the story, no. and then complain about it afterwards when when you know like you you sort of know the ending. That's the point of like these self contained individual Star Wars stories that you know the end going forward. No, that I I dis disagree with you on that. All right, um, explain how the the <laughs> fact that you know the ending of the movie mm -hmm. makes the movie more compelling if you have likable characters. 
because there is at no point in that movie any tension whatsoever. There's no buildup of emotion. For example, the scene where they're going into the planet where they're like, oh, well, what if this doesn't work? And I'm thinking in my head, it's going to work because you get the Death Star plans because we've, we've all seen A New Hope. Hmm. The fact that there is, you didn't need that. There is no build-up intention or no, at least, of the part in where the characters sit down and hash out a plan to explain to everybody what's going on. You know the ending of this movie. And I'm going to concede that you know the ending because it's a borrowed story that Force Awakens. It's you, a bo- you say borrowed story, I say lazy plagiarism, but, you know, continue. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, I'm just saying it's better. Alright, so it's a borrowed story. But by that argument, you, th- like by, by that argument, you know the ending to Rogue One. So yes. you're saying that it, you went into Force Awakens thinking, oh man, I wonder if they're going to blow up Death Star 3 or like whatever. Like, like you felt like that was on the table. Like, they might not blow up Death Star 3. I didn't know what they were doing going into to Force Awakens the first time I watched it. But as I started watching the movie, it becomes very apparent on what they were doing. Now, the whole purpose of the movie is they're bridging the gap from the old fans to the new fans and trying to attract new ones. So when they're trying to attract new ones, they have to give a certain amount of fan service. Fan service that I hope is not utterly distracting. As well but as... Also- Terrible, <laughs> like it was terrible. Like like when when Finn and Ray are running through what was it the Jakku or what Tatooine two or whatever the heck Jakku, it was supposed yes. to be when they're running and then they go oh we need a ship and their ship blows up and they're like well let's just take that one and it's the Millennium Falcon come on now that's ridiculous that is that is pandering is what it is that is absolutely pandering and you're saying the stuff that happens in Rogue One is not pandering to the well, audience not all of it <laughs> not 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 as as blatantly obvious now I can't defend blatantly I obviously I will say uh, let, let, I cannot defend Pierce, the, the, the whole the, movie uh, is fan service it's yes, literally a fan fr- fan made movie the whole franchise is Dave like like it's so just, if that's if you're saying the whole franchise is fan service your I'm argument saying, you saying have that to, it is fan service to doesn't at work. Least, you have to at least try to get there, though. They did not try to get there in Rogue One. Rogue One was literally, let's just turn to the left and the Millennium Falcon's there. You look like you got something to say, Mother. <laughs> I think opening statements are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get us started, Rob? <laughs> yes, because I believe there is a question and answer. Oh, yeah. Well, we're still going to let them hash it out until yeah. things get slow and then yeah. okay. we'll throw some fuel on the fire. Because, like, and, okay. and your, your other argument <laughs> is. The, the, the main characters are, or the characters in Rogue One are... Fully developed characters. Full, yeah, or in, or in Force Awakens. You Force, Awakens fully Force Awakens are I, fully I developed disagree. characters. The entire Star Wars franchise does not have a fully developed character, okay? Like, the closest one they have is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. If you watch Luke Skywalker Han Solo, now, Han Solo uh, is not Leia is a, a fully developed character. Han Solo is Darth Vader in the original get, get out of is a fully developed character. Han Solo is absolutely fully developed. Fully developed. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. He went from wrote basically his thing is he, he, he showed up he's a scoundrel who doesn't want to help anybody to at the end of the first movie helping okay so he that, doesn't that there's a character that goes through an arc so is that not the same arc as Cassius in except something except he, you replace scoundrel with quote unquote rebel no 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 the, the, the Cassian his character is a shit soldier because he's given orders all the time and disobeys them constantly Han Solo he, disobeyed orders Han Solo did not was not given orders by anybody, and at the he originally left and felt guilty mm-hmm. in the end of A New Hope. He had left the fight and didn't want to help at all, and then he came back because he had gained um, 
trust or he had gained some affection towards Luke, not necessarily love, but, you know, like a bromance, we'll say, that he cared about somebody, he cared about these people that they were about to die, and he felt guilty leaving and not helping. So that's why he came back and helped Luke blow up the Death Star at the end of that. In the second movie, him and Princess Leia developed their characters throughout the entire movie. The third movie, they developed them even more with what yeah, happens. Our, yeah, well, Empire so, is the greatest film of all time. So I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that, time, I'm saying that the characters in Star Wars have developed characters, and the developed characters in The Force Awakens are by, like, leaps and bounds so, better than So you, you're, you're, you're saying that Rey, expert Jedi, slash junker, slash pilot, slash engineer, yes. slash whatever her plot line needs to be. Yes. You, you consider her a, a fleshed out character. Yes. Even though she's just sitting in a room and then all of a sudden can use the force. Okay. The spitting on, on the, the those those three movies that yes. you thirty seconds ago just Okay. Defended. Just just, just let, let, let me go through on this here. Ray being a Mary Sue. Yeah. You cannot argue that. She's absolutely Everything a Mary Sue. that she is good at in the movie is reasonable for her to be good at. Oh. And the reasons they are reasonable for her to be good at is they flush they have lines in the movie that refer to other parts. So, she is abandoned on the planet at a young age. And her entire job on the planet to survive is scrapping starships. So, if her entire job to survive is scrapping starships, you see her taking apart a Death Star, or a Star Destroyer, getting parts. She has to know the intricacies of how ships no, work. No, that's bull, Dave. It's that's not bull. bull. In, she real had, life, she has in real life, I'm a chef. And you know but how that doesn't mean food. I also know how to hunt, though, okay? Like, that doesn't mean, oh, Pierce is a chef. That must mean he's great at hunting. No. no that's not how it works, Dave. These are entirely different sets of skills. You cannot just be like, oh, she was in a plane one time. That means it's, she knows how to pilot. Like, no, it doesn't work like no, that. No, I never sorry. said that. I said that... She, her entire point of survival was learning how the ships work, learning how to take them apart, what parts are valuable and what parts are not. So the fact that she knows how to work with the ships and take them apart and put them back together is flushed out in her character because they show you that her doing something and it's reasonable to assume that somebody who had to survive on a planet with no help from anybody else could figure out how to take apart a ship and knew what was important. You said the second part where she could just use the force. Well, it, there's a line in the movie where it says that she talks to Han Solo about how the Jedi were real. In a question, she goes, the Jedi were real. So at this point, you know that she has heard stories about the Jedi. So it's entirely plausible for her to understand what a Jedi could do. And because she had heard of these things, she can take what a Jedi could do and possibly apply it to after she sees Kylo Ren to start to use the Force on her, she starts to think, maybe I can do the same thing. And she tries to use the Force. Can I, can I quote a line from the movie? Yes. That's not how the Force works, Dave. <laughs> when someone is attuned to the Force, it kind of no, is. you don't just get to, like, we had to watch, we, like, we went through Luke Skywalker, who is supposed to be, quote-unquote, the greatest Jedi of all time. That's because not it what takes it him two years to learn what it takes people decades to. And even then, in Force Awakens, or Force Awakens, sorry, Empire Strikes Back, he's in the Wampa Cave, and it still takes him, like, 
everything he's got to move a fucking lightsaber out of a pile of snow. And then Ray is sitting in an, in a torture chamber, and Kylo because Kylo Ren went to her face. She can just use the Force. Fuck off with that! Like, are you kidding me? That's your character. And then don't even yes. get me started on now. Defend Kylo Ren to me, okay? It was when did that come out? 2015. And they gave us an emo bad guy? Are you fucking kidding me? At least my movie has and I'm, a bad guy. And I'm not... I'm, Krennic, wasn't, <laughs> Krennic wasn't a bad guy? Alright, anyway. That nonsense aside. But like... And I'm not railing on Adam Driver. I think he was game with the material. And, and unfortunately, the material that they gave him was shit. And he was... in like. Let me ask you a question. Why did Kylo Ren wear a mask at all, babe? Kylo Ren wore a mask because Kylo Ren is a character who is seduced by the light side, not the dark side. He wants to be evil. That's the reason you see him praying to the uh, mask of Darth Vader. He wants to be evil. He wants to be the dark side. He's seduced by the light side. And whenever he has the mask on, he dehumanizes himself to make him more threatening. That is why he wears the mask, because they don't, he doesn't want other people to see that he's a human that has flaws. And when he finally is confronted with information to show that he has flaws, he throws a temper tantrum. And you know what? He uses pain and anger, which is what the dark side is, to fuel his power. Correct answer is just so they could sell alternate versions of the toy, but whatever. Uh, Okay, here's the thing. Rogue One, I feel... The, the reason I feel Rogue One is is better better film is because I believe it adds more to the mythos of Star Wars, even though it's a self-contained one, uh, one-off story. And I like that better than Force Awakens. I like that Rogue One is a self-contained one-off story that we knew the ending te- technically. Well, not even technically. We knew the ending and that they were going to get the plans of the Death Star. So, yes, there was technically no... Like, oh my god, are they going to actually beam the plans to the to Admiral Akbar or, or the other Calamari or Mon Calamari dude? No, we, we knew that they were going to get the plans. But we didn't know that these people, would nec- were, were they going to live or die? So there's the conf- conflict. The conflict is then living or not, dying? Not the conflict. There's the... the Tension. Tension. Thank you, Miller. I was for I couldn't remember the word there. There's the tension is we don't know whether or not these guys are going to live or die. And I like the fact that, spoiler alert, because I assume if you haven't... If you're listening to this, you've seen both movies... Everybody dies, and then the movie, it just ends, and we move on for there. So, it, it, is it Star Wars 3.5? Technically, yes. But, I don't have to spend any more time with these characters. I have you no... You didn't love any of them. You didn't like any no, of them. No, I, I liked them. I liked uh, Donnie Yin as uh, the the monk Jedi who, who kept saying, you know, I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. What, I what was that gave character's name? Oh, God, it was... Because uh, I couldn't tell you. No, it was uh, I'm, no. Here, let me. I don't know how to pronounce it. I can write it down. It's like Chirut or something like that. Chirut Imway. Thank you. Uh, I didn't remember. I, I like. I had the number in my head. I wrote it down on a piece yeah, of paper. Anybody can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Rogue One adds to the mythos though, because they did stuff like like. Force Awakens is going to get three more movies that do not build on the Star Wars story because again like I said in my opening statement they took all this great stuff that they had in the, in the in the expanded universe they put it in a little box and then they threw that motherfucker in the bottom of the ocean because they they didn't want it and and all they brought to the, the new table was 
Rey, who I don't give a fuck about, and she's going to end up being a Kenobi or a Skywalker or a whatever, and it's going to make this giant universe that they have seem even smaller because it's going to be basically this these two families fucking up the galaxy with their nonsense. Whereas Rogue One made the galaxy seem so much bigger. We saw a Jedi Temple. We'd never seen Jedi Temples before in this movie. They, they mentioned the fucking crystals because the Empire were taking the crystals out of the thing to power the fucking Death Star. That is an expanded universe thing. They added that to the mythos. Rogue One did, or Force Awakens did none of that and self-contained it to these characters that I don't give a fuck about. Because they... they, they because Ray is Mary Sue, and, and, and when we go forward, she's just going to figure everything out and everything will be fine. And I like the fact that Rogue One expanded the mythos, whereas I, like Rogue One expanded it, Force Awakens made it smaller. And that irritates the crap out of me. Okay. <laughs> Got me a question. I, I would appreciate a question. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? Looks like Rob's got something to say. Well, I Actually, no, no, no. I, I'd like to just jump in for a second right. there because. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ask a question. This is a game right. changer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Pierce, one of your uh, rather much louder um, arguments yeah. is wow. that <laughs> Kylo Ren is a, uh, is a bad villain due to him being emo and yeah. such. Um, I'd like to hear why you think the villain in, uh, I think his name is Orson Krennic? Krennic, yeah. yeah. Why is Orson Krennic from Rogue One a better villain than Kylo Ren and I'd like to talk I'd like to talk about not just the actual character but also how he does stuff throughout the movie if there's any amount of like change or development anything like that his overall effectiveness threatening whatever you mm-hmm. can think of alright do, do I get to respond after yes. this? yeah okay. of yes. course so my my beef with Kylo Ren is that it's 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 his character is just I want to be evil. And it's like, okay, why? And I'm sure we'll get to explore why, maybe in two or three films, but right now we don't know. He went to, he allegedly trained with Luke Skywalker. Okay, this is the thing that irritates the crap out of me about Force Awakens, is because they knew they were getting two more movies, so they barely explained anything, and then they just packed the movie with fan service. So we get lines like, where did you get that lightsaber? Oh, that's a story for another day. And it's like, fucking what like like give us like let me know why and i want to know why kylo ren is bad all we know is he's han solo's son and he wanted to be a bad guy so he went to be a bad guy and then now he's a bad guy and then he killed han solo so that that that's it i'm sure hopefully hopefully knock on wood we get a better explanation for why but because they knew they were getting two more films they didn't really explain that and that irritates me. Okay. Whereas Krennic, I will say that Krennic is not the best guy to argue <laughs> as being a better villain than Kylo Ren. He is a better villain, but not so much better <laughs> that it, it, it's 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 a runaway. But like his motivations is obviously he's he's basically he he's a corporate ladder climber but on a Star Wars level where he's trying to do whatever he can to rise to the ranks of the Empire. So that's his motivation. And then all of a sudden people start stealing credit away from him for his Death Star plans and whatnot. And he's evil like... Yeah, so he's evil middle management, basically, who's trying to be upper management, which, you know, is a story. He's basically Wall Street, but with friggin' Star Wars. And we... But we at least understand why 
he's a bad guy other than oh just because he might want to be we, we he wants to rise through the ranks of the empire and be, gain more power and become more powerful and we don't know that about kylo ren we know that he just he's like i want to be evil because i feel like i want to be evil and then he goes and he listens to lincoln park dave I want to talk to you. okay um kylo ren is a better bad guy because in well it better be because we gotta spend two more movies with him well in rogue one uh krennic is essentially a weapons designer or the the head of the weapons design um Division or whatever mm-hmm. facility, who he's a complete moron. Everything, things that he do in the does in the movie don't make sense. Uh, being that he goes and cries to Darth Vader, and Darth Vader, yeah, I can't defend that. Scene. Chokes that's, that's, the one, that's the one scene I will. To, to which, one. to which, then, yeah, I will. You I get will a pun defend. from Darth Vader, which yeah, you should never <laughs> get a pun from Darth Vader. Yeah, that, I can't. I like you, you brought up the that one thing. that alone. I, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, that takes away from Darth Vader as a character there. Well, you, you, I, I can't defend that sequence, but, like, if I could interrupt you, too, I would like to see, if you, if, I, I admitted I can't defend that sequence, I would love to hear you defend the Men in Black 2 sequence on the freighter with the monster running through it in, in Force Awakens. Because I just admitted the one I can't, I can't Travel, defend. That doesn't, that, that doesn't have anything yeah. to deal with no, Kylo Ren, though. It so, doesn't. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about Kylo Ren and Krennic. See, Krennic could have been done in one character opposed to giving you Grand Moff Tarkin, where CG was god-awful and it kept pulling me out of the movie when I was watching it. It was very distracting. Every time he was on the scene, it was very distracting and it just kind of ruined the movie. Anyway, you could have merged Grand Moff Tarkin, Krennic, and Darth Vader into one character, just merged everything together into one character, and you would have had a better whole bad guy. Where now you've got three bad guys that are but, trying to force into do different things. Although it, there are three That's, bad guys in Force Awakens. Yeah. There's there's Kylo Ren, there's Snook, and then there's that angry ginger uh, guy. Hux. Yeah, Hux. Hux. Yeah. And, and we know nothing yeah. about any of those guys again because they knew they were getting two more movies. So they just, right. they just throw that nonsense in the film in in that film. But and, you and, know who the bad guy is because in the climax in the movie you get the fight with Kylo Ren and you know that he is not the overarching like the Emperor in. Star Wars, there's the... Uh, I've already forgot. I just Snook. Snook, Snook is there. So it's it's the parallel. Snook. 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 That's, Snook. Nobody Snook. can remember his name either. Because right? who gives a shit, right? Like, you fucking... Okay. Who is, so, who is it? It was... What's his face? Uh, that's fair. It, yeah, it was there, there are, there are three back. I can't, why can't I remember his name? Sorry, I'm interrupting here. The, the dude who, like... He spends ninety percent of his life in the mo- motion capture suit. Fucks his and name. His, and Andy Circus, wasn't it? He yeah. Played Snow? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Dave. That's Sorry. cool. <laughs> I just couldn't remember his name, and it was driving me crazy. Go ahead. Now I've kind of. He's going to play Ulysses. Okay. I, I lost my why, lost yeah. my train of thought. There. Back to why Kylo Ren is a better villain than Krennic. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is a better villain because you've got the opening scene with Kylo Ren where Poe Dameron tries to shoot the blaster bolt, and he oh, stops God, that blaster bolt. That was. Probably the coolest thing at the, in that movie. That's where yeah, you buy in when he when he starts stop, stop the blaster bolt. But then that was they cool. ruined it with all that friggin' okay, Joss so, Whedon dialogue. Afterwards. Wait, wait, stop interrupting, Pierce. So he so he, he in the opening scene he presents himself as, as a threatening villain, as a threatening evil villain. Yeah. Throughout the movie, you get to see that he is not as threatening as he had first appeared. Every time he takes off the mask, he shows that he's human. He's a flawed character, which 
is not necessarily a, a bad thing. It's something that I feel you need flaws in some of your characters. Um, so you see that he's human underneath and that he has being seduced by the light side, not opposed to being seduced by the dark side and being converted that way. Um, he's a better bad guy because he's... He, the things that he do, do, uh, does is to achieve the goals of being commanded. But he is not the like evil, evil bad guy. He's just a... Yeah, he is whiny, but that's the character that was developed and everything that goes on, that's where his flaws are. So, he's trying not to be good because he wants to be evil. Uh, where Krennic is not really... like. So you mentioned uh, that he has some... He has got, you know, underlying flaws, and you mentioned, or basically you're speaking kind of to the depth of the character. Yes. Um, Pierce, can you make an argument of why Krennic is a deeper character than Kylo Ren? Or, or more deeply Next developed? I feel like if I was in a room... I'm sorry, I'm just going to move the mic closer to my face here. I feel like if I was in a room with each of them individually, I would be absolutely more intimidated by Krennic than I would be by Kylo Ren who is 90 pounds soaking wet and has a cloak. And I just, I'm sorry, I need my Sith Lords to have an intimidating presence about them. And Kylo Ren does not have that. Admiral Krennic has that mostly because of his, he is supposed to be like a jackbooted thug. And I just, that, that I, I just, I would feel more intimidated by him than I am by Kylo Ren, who unfortunately is emo. And I tried to like Kylo Ren, couldn't do it. Dave, do you have a rebuttal or, or, or do we have When, when you question? say that I liked him better, I, mm. I don't know how to respond to that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're saying that, uh, I don't know what I'll, how else to argue. I'll just, I'll be up for the next Look, question. Dave, my movie's better. Okay, it's going to be huge. It's going right. to be huge. Great. All right, you know. I don't, I don't think we need to all This is why I didn't want to do it today. It's going to be huge. Ah, I couldn't resist. Next, had to have it at some Next question, point. please. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Right. Did, did you get an answer? Did, did you like I my did. answer? Okay. I, 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 did I'm like satisfied with that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Next question, please. Yes, I feel it'll be a major change of pace to that. <laughs> yeah. But okay. who knows? We'll see. All right. So in the last two years, there's been two brand new Star Wars movies. Yes. And prior to that, it's been however long, uh, what, 10 years since a Star Wars movie? 13 years or something? Yeah. When 2003, was, when? I think. That was for So yeah. So point being, it's been at least a decade. Uh, yeah. So there's another entire generation of people experiencing Star Wars potentially for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Pick your age that you're seeing it. Yep. Which, why, is your movie the better first experience or introduction to the Star Wars universe? Let's start with Dave. Start with last much easier for Dave to answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2005. For, 2005. Uh, okay, for so, so nine, yeah, almost yeah, a decade. Yeah. yeah. Um, why is the Force Awakens a better, mo- um, better movie? Which Their introduction, introduction to someone who's, or, or someone who's never before. seen a Star Wars movie. Uh, why would that? Why would Force Awakens be the better experience, okay. the better introduction to the Star Wars universe? So, to be introduced to the Star Wars universe through The Force Awakens, you do not need to know any of the mythology of Star Wars to enter into this movie. If you haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies, this is a fine place to start because you don't need to know 
any of the back history. You come in, you hear about the force. Yeah, they don't explain what the force is, but they, they've mentioned it. They, they explain how it works a couple of times. Well, they show people using it, so you get to see that there's this magic power. Um, there is a bridging of the old and the new. So you've got the old cast from the original movie, which will bring in the people from the old generation. You have a new cast, which people on the new generation can um, relate to. The well, a more diversified cast. You have um, a more flushed out on what they can do. On So you don't have necessarily just a bunch of white people. You have... Well, well my movie doesn't have a bunch of white people either. I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying... I'm not saying... I'm not arguing that. So you've got a more diversified cast. You've got... Uh, anyway, there. I just, Is Diego Luna the first Mexican in space? I don't Was know. Was there ever a Hispanic character in like probably on Star Trek? On, on yeah. Star Trek or definitely on Star Trek, yeah. but Battlestar Galactica or anything like well, that. Definitely. Just, that, that, sorry, that just occur, that just occurred to me. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, was he the first like anyway? Star Trek James almost. Yeah. You, you don't true, true, almost, almost. You don't you don't need to know anything going into this movie, and you're given the information that you need to follow along with the story, and you don't need to know anything prior going in, and that's why it is a better introduction to Star Wars. Well, you would. I mean, it's not a great argument to make on either side because if you're watching... I, I do feel that yours and uh, your your movie is better to for introducing to a new generation, but I'll explain why mine should be excused from that in a second. But yours, you still need to know who Han Solo is. You still need to know no, who don't. Luke Skywalker is because why the fuck are they doing anything in this movie? The whole point of this movie is to find the other half of the map to find Luke Skywalker. And if yeah. you're a new person, you'd be like, well, who the fuck's Luke Skywalker? And you've never seen any of the other ones, right? Why do they need to find this guy? And and, and who's that that you know old-looking dude with, with the beard at the end? Oh, I guess that's Luke Skywalker. Why does Robot Hand guy, the guy that they, they, they need to find? But you do get a, a new set of characters as, as misbegot and, and ill-conceived, though they may be, in, in Force Awakens. Um, I will argue that it's it's not a great question for like I mean it's great it, like your question's great Rob I'm just saying no 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 sorry let me to rephrase didn't didn't mean that no sorry let me to rephrase it's a great question it's it's tough for me to answer that particular question because what I will say is the official working title for Rogue One is technically Rogue One comma a Star Wars story. And because it has a Star Wars story in it, that immediately implies, hey, you might have needed to see some of the stuff that goes on in this film in order to, you know, know necessarily what's going on. That said, this movie is self-contained. Rogue One is self-contained enough that you can watch it. And if you've never seen A New Hope, you'd be like, geez, I wonder if they do get the Death Star plans out. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. And the only difference between that and, and, and between like Rogue One being a self-contained and Force Awakens not being self-contained because they're going to get two more is you just might have trouble selling more toys. That's it. Because these characters aren't going to be around forever. Which is, unfortunately, a huge part of the Star Wars franchise is you have to be able to sell toys. Oh, I, I completely agree with you on that. 
not arguing about toys. No. Um, you you asked who is Luke in mm-hmm. in uh, the Force Awakens? They actually please don't m- tell me you're, you're not using the opening crawls. No, as a, I'm as not a, using the opening crawl. I'm not using the exposition crawl. I'm saying that they talk about how Luke trained a new generation of Jedi, and obviously he was very bad at it. So we have to find that. We have to find the guy who's great at finding the thing. Yeah, but Luke was the only one who was actually trained by a Jedi master, and Luke came back at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi as a quote-unquote Jedi, but he may not have been a Jedi master like Yoda was. And when he was training, he may have had flaws, which is why some of his pupils or one of his pupils fell to the dark side. So they do mention why Luke is important in the movie and who he is. Han Solo, in the movie, the same conversation that I had mentioned earlier, they talk about, they say, you're the smuggler because Rey has heard of him. He's legendary. There's a myth behind this guy who has... A, the Millennium Falcon that's able to do, do the Kessel Run. They mentioned that in the movie. So they say that this guy here, he's a great pilot. He's a great star pilot. They bring that in. It's not like, well, who is this guy, what he's there. They mention, they give a nod to what he was. So it's not like these people are just showing up. It, it, they, they are mentioning the, why these characters are good and why they should care about them. I should watch Force Awakens last night, and I do remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Miller, I believe you're next, next question, on the question docket. Um, I have more, by the way, if we need more questions. Mike's going to carry the judge panel. I may come up with another one, but the one I have is, I think, a good note to end on, so I'll pass it over to Mike, actually. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to wait until you were done to flesh this out. Um, <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Damn it, I have more! I mean, uh... <laughs> Intermission. do 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 Quick, play me off. Uh, I'll just interject as a fun fact because I'll let him finish this. Um, the term Mary Sue actually comes from Star Trek fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't it start with Gary Stu or something like that? No, that that's sort of a... It, the, the name is actually Mary Sue, and the idea of it was that there was fan fiction that was written about Star Trek, the original series, back in like the 70s and 80s before TNG even started. Um where this uh, person wrote uh, a new brand or what was considered to be the beginnings of a new brand of fan fiction of author self-insertion, which is I very much want to live in Star Trek and be part of that world, so I'm going to make a character who is me. So there was this teenage girl named Mary Sue who made herself a character who was 15 years old, the youngest lieutenant ever in Star Trek, and had all these crazy technical skills, and she was a genius, and she had romances with both Spock and Kirk. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's the sort of teenage fan fiction thing yeah, to do, right? Different, different time. Man. So the, the, the term Mary Sue Sometimes actually originates from a different form of sci-fi uh, fan fiction, and it's very much this idea of a character who uh, comes in, everyone loves them, they are completely without flaw. Not necessarily that they know everything, but that they are very much wish fulfillment on the uh, part of the writer. That is the takeaway point. It was later spun off to, uh, like, Larry Stew, which is, like, the male self-insertion yeah, version Gary, of it. Gary Stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they kind of, or Marty Stew. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's sort of where that term comes from, and I'm just interjecting that as an interesting fun fact. Mike, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, that's enough stalling. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. A while. So, I believe at 
their heart. Uh, Force Awakens is essentially about the search for Luke Skywalker. That's kind of what started the whole thing, and that's mostly the motivation. Other than not being blown up, the motivation behind all characters is effectively looking for Luke Skywalker. Uh, Rogue One, most of it is for... Uh, getting information on the Death Star. Like, they don't even really know about the plans or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's essentially defense against this Death Star thing. Why does your movie do a better job of telling that core story than the other one? I'll let Pierce start on this one. You're like, oh, I led yes. on the last Dave, one. Dave, Dave, no, 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 actually, Dave, 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 been trying to leave that. I'm not trying. You just give me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rogue One basically. Now each movie has an. I, I'm, I'm trying to work around the incredible flaw in the first one because both of these movies have plot holes in them. Uh, one is, and the biggest plot hole in my movie is, hey, Mads Mikkelsen, why didn't you send the plans to the Death Star with your, that first uh, hollow film or whatever he sent, where he was like. Rather than sending the message to my daughter, or I, I could send the plans to the Death Star, and now we're home free. Why didn't we do that? So take that out of the equation. Um, like you, you understand that it's like I, I like the fact that they they because one of the questions we have all had as Star Wars fans over the years is you know why the Death Star would have this so blatantly obvious you know. Uh, Flaw that that allows it to be destroyed, like that, like we, yeah, we we've been we, we've talked about that for for many years of like why not just put a board over it or whatever, right? And yeah, Family Guy addressed that pretty kind, well with yeah, if, you know, if price is no option, we can get it fixed today. Yeah, uh, shop around. Yeah, yeah, they did, they did that. Can't um, put a board over it. Cost for it. will die. Well, you do carbon monoxide. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do one of those like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, the people, yeah, the flaps, right? Yeah, okay. yeah like you people on the podcast. Yeah, a little bit like a Like, come on, man, it's it's in the future, right? Like they should know. Like get the whole thing lowered. Yeah, exactly. Sexy lady mud Exactly. See, well, I mean, we just we just solved we fixed the Death Star right then and there. So Luke would have to wait for when it's like if he doesn't time it properly, he'll never make that shot. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I like the fact that they at least address that, and then there's sort of structure. I mean, it's tough because I've only seen Rogue One once, but like, there's enough structure that y- you understand. It's like, okay, we know that there's this death machine, and then we have to take it to, and, and then like, there's the death machine, and then she tried to go find her father to get the plans for said death machine. He gets killed. And then he lets them know, you know, oh, it's on this. Again, I've only seen Rogue One once. And you've all... So the, the, the plans move from that guy or from Mads Mikkelsen to, okay, we now we now basically get confirmation that this Death Star exists. So we have to go stop it or get the plans or figure out how to stop it because he told us how. And then they went to the Rebels and the Rebels said nobody believe like the rebels didn't believe them so they went and they did it on their own so there's a there's a bit of a mind map to how it works where this action sets off that action and this action sets off that action yes there's plot holes but i i feel like there's there's plot holes in this movie a lot like the way dark knight rises has plot holes where yes there's plot holes and you can drive trucks through them but overall 
the structure of the movie works, and this like like the, like you understand why the characters are bouncing from place to place in Rogue One. Okay, well, shit. <laughs> um, I can, can, can you just pass the mic back to Lee Puck? I'm going to ask him for the question one more time, so I understand. Because with all the banter, I've just kind of okay. yeah. forgot what the original was, question why, was. Why? Okay, so at, yeah. I, I'd say at their heart that mm-hmm. Rogue One is about defense against the Death Star, getting the information, getting the plans, all mm-hmm. that. Yes. Where I find Force Awakens, like the initial, the, 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 the actual plot, the main driving force is the search for Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That's what sets all the motions into, into place, and that's okay. kind of what the story's that about. Why is Force Awakens better at telling that story than Rogue One telling its core story? Also, I was supposed to cut down Force Awakens as well in my argument. Damn it! <laughs> so somehow you missed that. Yeah. I, I think you've done that enough. True. <laughs> so um, the overarching story in the Force Awakens mm-hmm. is the search for Luke, Luke Skywalker, but it, it's not the exact plot or not the the full driving force behind the movie, um, because each character has their own um, motivations and way on reasons they're doing things. So. When you get into the fact that um, Poe, who we start off with, his driving force is to find Luke Skywalker. He had to get the map. He puts the map into BB-8. Then you meet Finn, who has made a conscience decision for himself to get away from the First Order. He wants out. He doesn't want anything to do with them. We're going to come back to that. Okay. Go ahead. Make a note. Yeah. Um, Ray wants to is essentially waiting for her family and because she's seen with um finn that there's a problem there she sees that they have to get away from the first order because they're about to blow up and then they go away and meet han and then they find out that what the point that uh there's a giant death ball that because it just blew up a bunch of planets so now they have to deal with that threat to deal with that yeah so they have a giant death ball they have to deal with that threat and then at the end it leads out to finding Luke Skywalker to use the map. So the characters themselves have different motivations on what they do. And uh, the full arcing story is about looking for Luke Skywalker. And it does it better rather than looking just for the plans. Because in my mind, when you're going into this movie, into Rogue One, where it has to essentially stand alone, because it is a standalone movie, you don't get the full story because you get the first two parts um, yes you have to go fight for the, they have to go get the plans and yes they do do the plans there are plot holes correct um, but the entire story is not not the overarching story in this movie is not about getting the plans the overarching story is the fact that there's a giant death ball in the sky that they need to get stopped and stopping it happens in a completely different movie so without a new hope Rogue One is not a full standalone movie. It has to be pieced into the to it, and without it, it the no, movie the movie doesn't. Your movie. <laughs> no, do. Yeah, without yes. without, <laughs> without a new hope, you don't have a plot to your movie. You have no structure for your movie. <laughs> they borrowed the structure, yes, but without without the without a new hope, you don't have a plot. So you can't also, argue. Without Akira Kurosawa, then. Yes. Okay. Well, if we're if we're if we're gonna strip it down to like like the the well, base layer, uh, Leapot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Both of you are borrowing from the Star Wars mythos in one way or another, mm-hmm. and that's a it's it's not a, it's not a good argument. Yeah. To you make. can't argue that. You. Yes, yeah. but but 
the the occurrences in, in my movie are are more or less original than yours, which is again, like I've said many times on this pod, beat for beat, a new hope. It, so? it is absolutely. I, I don't want the same. Like I said earlier, you say soft reboot, Dave. I say lazy plagiarism, and and that's what I saw. And I didn't like that they charged me fifteen bucks to watch a movie that I had already seen okay. with characters that I don't care about, <laughs> like that with 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 knockoff B movie versions of my favorite characters. And then halfway through the movie, they stabbed one of my favorite characters in the chest, and and they got my money for that, and that irritated me. <laughs> like that really irritated the crap out of me. Whereas in Rogue One. I got an awesome storming the beach sequence. That was pretty cool. I got cool monk Jedi guy. I got uh, Bass Malgus who was just running around firing at people with the with the the trooper gun. And then a- afterwards, I got to see everything blow up. It was awesome. Like like I, I liked that in Rogue One. And you got the awesome death. Like although I didn't want that to be in the film because like I said to Rob in a recap. Like the Darth Vader scene, the second one, not the first one. The second one was cool, but I wanted I wanted an entire I wanted to go the entire movie without a lightsaber. Though. Yeah, oh yeah, it was. But I wanted to go the entire movie. But so when the lightsaber cracked or or, or like when it sparked, I was like, oh man, I wanted to go the entire movie without a lightsaber. But then stuff started happening, and I was like, actually, no, I didn't. Actually, this is You're completely awesome. Why would yeah. You think that? yeah, exactly. Now I will say. I feel like there's more convenience to like like a lot a lot of things happen conveniently in Force Awakens to keep the plot moving. Specifically, why did R two D two all of a sudden wake up? It's, it's like basically we needed to put a capper on the movie, so R two D two all of a sudden woke up and had the last piece of of the map that we needed to go find Luke Skywalker because it was just like oh well that's convenient. R two D two woke up. There there isn't anything nonsensy like that in Rogue One. And the, the the plot continues. Go ahead and, and rebut if yeah. you wish. The, the the nonsense that happens in Rogue One is the fact that um, is it Kalen Ursa, the, the Jalen Jalen or Jalen Ursa, whatever Matt, the girl or Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Mad whatever. Kalen Ursa. He didn't know if his daughter was alive. Mm-hmm. He hadn't seen this seen her in over twenty years, and his message was to her. Yeah, that's a plot. Like I, I said that that was a plot hole earlier. Yes, that that is a plot hole. That, that, the whole movie happens because it's it's a plot hole. She's there still. He abandoned her in a hole. It was a pretty nice hole. Though. Yeah, I'm not saying <laughs> it was, but but like honestly, Wait, no, because the, 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 the message was to her daughter, but the, to his daughter for. Like they weren't trying to find his daughter; they were trying to find because it wasn't the message to Saw Gerrera. No, and the back half was about no, his the, daughter. Again, the, I have, I've seen the, Rogue One. One. The message was to, the message was to get to because like wasn't the pilot dude looking for Saw Gerrera? Yeah, he wasn't yes. trying to find Jalen Urso. He but was the message to find was Saw Gerrera. So because but they, wasn't the first half? They only played the half of the message that was for her though. So like that's a thing where it's so just the like, thing. The thing yeah, is, if I can, if I can yeah. clarify, just because people seem to not remember what the mm-hmm. plot is, and it's not. For, it's not for anyone's argument, one way or the other here. Um, Galen wasn't sure whether Jin was alive or not. That's mm-hmm. correct. He gave the the message that the plans were available. Again, Pierce is correct. If mm-hmm. he would have given the plans immediately, then th- there wouldn't have been a movie. Yeah. That's not the case I'm making. He gave the message to the pilot who went to Saw Gerrera. Yeah. They knew that Saw had this guy on the other side of the plot with the Rebellion. They knew that Saw had this pilot and mm-hmm. needed Jin as a contact with Saw. 
to basically bridge that together. That's where mm-hmm. our first act starts. Yeah. The yes. fact that Jin was there is mostly a matter of the rebellion being able to approach and Saw. have to have a movie. <laughs> well, yes, but I mean, it, it's it's not that Galen necessarily needed to communicate directly to Jin. He mm-hmm. wanted to, and hoped against hope that he could. But they brought Jin just sort of as a way to get in with Saw at all, and fortunately, it worked out. Well, it's because Saw was a wild Yes, yeah, but there was backup there. If she had died 15 years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. They, then the plans still would have got to Saw. Yeah. The plans would have got to Saw, but the, pl- the, the that's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to uh, clarify what both yeah, was. I'm agreeing with that, uh, being that that's how the movie worked. No, no, no. And, and I was going to say, you claimed that Finn... Yes. Is a great character. I would love to have you explain that to me. Finn is a good character. Oh, actually, right, I would like to strong. test you on that. All right, on go ahead. Here we go. I have a, I have a question. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Leapbox going to attack. I saw him right down the. No, question. no, no. Just the run, run, run. I, I feel like Leapbox going to attack you this time. Finn's <laughs> 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 getting up. There, there, there's a test um, <laughs> that I've I've heard before about uh, characters, and you've one thing that both of you <laughs> have been. Media. Yes. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> So shout out to Red Letter Media. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Red Letter Media. There's a, uh, I, I guess I don't know if, but both of you know what's coming. Miller obviously does. I I don't throw it out there. But okay, so um, both of you have been essentially ragging on the other movies' characters mm-hmm. and that they're not well developed and so on and they're boring and such. So, so yes. what I would like you to do mm-hmm. is, without using their name or profession, mm-hmm. describe them as much as you can or what they look. Or what they look like. You can't describe their. Okay. You can't use their name, what they look like, or their profession. Okay. Describe Finn. Mm-hmm. Finn is a coward at heart, mm-hmm. and what happens to him throughout the movie it changes the way he reacts. The first person to show this, um, to show him compassion, he finds that he is very. Um, attracted or not attracted or compelled to try to save because he's noble. So he is a coward at first because he's scared. He makes decisions for himself. He is his own person um, and wants to be the noble person, but in the end uh, is beaten by the bad guy. Is, is that does that really describe his character? I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going through my talking points on Finn. <laughs> Finn to me, like the thing I can't get over with with Finn, the the thing that bugs me about Finn, god damn it, I keep knocking the mic over, (laughs) the thing that bugs me about Finn is and this is just Finn specifically he goes down for what we are to assume based on the way they structured the film is that was his first mission, boots on the ground right? And as a as a combat as a, yeah, as a combat trooper or whatever and when he gets there, when he gets there He's like, oh my god, war is so terrible, I can't do this, and abandons the Stormtrooper program and helps Poe Dameron escape to, uh, and, and, and sorry, I'm calling for a beer, and, uh, and, and helps Poe Dameron escape, which, much like Jyn Erso not, or Galen Erso not sending the thing, is, is conducive to us having a movie. I get that. You're not really so, answering the question, though. I'm, I'm building. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not answering the question. I'm building to it. So Finn gets boots on the ground, and all of a sudden, his like, like, like the the, the prospect of of killing is so disgusting to him. No, 
that it causes him to to be like, I got to get out of here and I got to leave. And then 30 minutes later in the film, he is more than willing to spark a lightsaber and throw hands and try to murder. And I think, in fact, does. Again, I've only seen Force Awakens once. I'm pretty sure he does kill some of the other stormtroopers. Presumably dudes he went to the academy with and knew. And, and so, so like he wasn't okay killing people he didn't know, but he's more than okay killing people he most likely knew the name of. No. And and like that that's just like like there's a disconnect there is all I'm saying. Okay. Um Finn doesn't want to kill. He, he he's uh, doesn't that, that scene where he stabbed a guy in the gut with a lightsaber bags, Yeah, bags, But did bags. you see his face and his reactions after he did it? He oh, was on movie once. He was very distraught on doing it. It tore him apart because he doesn't want to do this thing. He is okay with defending himself. So then why does he? But then why does he? But then why does he stick with the rebels and stuff? If if, if killing is such a ferocious prospect to him, don't hang out with these with okay. these, these rebel people. Go become a fry cook on Narshada for did, all I care. Did, did like, he not like, try to do that? But then the only person in the entire movie who's shown him any compassion is kidnapped by Kylo Ren, and he feels responsible for her being kidnapped and. Because he's noble, wants to save her. And when they land on the Starkiller base, he says that to Han Solo, I am only here to get Rey, because we need to save her. That's the only reason he's there. That's his alternative motive, because the only person that showed compassion for him, he feels compelled to help. Because it's because of him that she is captured in the first place. And he just is fine with defending himself because if you're attacked, I, just like if you're attacked, I feel that you should be able to defend yourself as well. And that's why he is true to his character. That guy knew him, though. Like, he, Not, the guy he stabbed yelled traitor at him, so they definitely knew each other, and then he just stabbed that guy in the stomach and killed him. And it, it's just, like, th- there's a disconnect there. That's all no, I'm the guy that yelled traitor that. was the guy who pulled out the, uh, like, the Vorblo vibro vibroblade blade thing. Which that was, was actually That was an that awesome was, scene. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, I like and that. he ends up like losing. It, it added, he he doesn't win that fight. He loses He loses that He loses that fight. There's another scene late, earlier, later in the movie, he actually stabs one guy, but yes. He does He does kill. Traitor gets killed. He lost that fight. Wookiee takes him out with the crosscaster. Bowcaster. The bowcaster kills him. Whoever uses the bowcaster. Bowcaster MVP of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of people. Cripples Kylo Ren. Just for a quick comic relief uh, question. Throw it out there. With the scene we were just talking about, Force Awakens had a pretty great meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does Rogue One have a meme? Have a pretty, have a pretty good meme. Oh my god! I don't know. Is that is that how we're measuring things? <laughs> by, by by internet That's why I memes? said it was a comic release. <laughs> it tried. I'll say this: it tried to have a meme. It didn't catch on. Which it, one? It, it was. It was like <laughs> making shitty joke puns. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. That would be it. That would be it. Right. Yeah, so yeah. clearly, if Force Awakens is the danker movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's officially dank. <laughs> I, could, I was also just going with I haven't talked in a while, so there. I could, I could, <laughs> I'm not even going to argue that. I, could, I, I, could, I, I don't know how. There wasn't. Yeah. Okay, what do you have to notes about memes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could safely say, say, say. Mine was awesome. Have you seen that gift? It just keeps going. <laughs> 
Because if you want, if if if, if I'm not a good argue memes. <laughs> no, if, if you want to get funny, if you want to get like silly like that, I will say that my movie has an awesome Alan Tudyk voiced robot. Your movie has a robot that's shaped like a soccer ball. So that's a point for me. I, <laughs> if we want to get jokey like Rob, you know I, I, I did, I did, I did concede at the start of the debate yeah. that your only character was a robot. <laughs> oh man, I conceded that at the, yeah. off the hop. I actually have a question. All right. So there's a lot of negativity floating around How long here. What are we going for right now? Uh, we are at 102. All right, let's, let's, let's make this the last question then. Well, I'll, I'll do one and then Miller will it. So, what would you do? What change would you make to the other person's movie to make it better? Ooh. One change. One, one change. change. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, uh, Dave. Right. Sounds like you got. Yeah, he's got an immediate answer. The one change that I would make to make the movie better is to develop. Um, Jen Ursa's character more and make the relationship between her and her father more bearing because then the scenes that happen later and his death actually would make sense. Currently in the movie, she doesn't see her father for over, what I can assume is about 20 years and then the next, the first time she sees her father who abandoned her in a hole, she starts crying over him and you don't, you don't feel any emotional attachment to this. Had they developed the character more than just a flashback, of him lying to her, saying, I will never let anything bad happen to you, and then later stuffing her in a hole and having to grow up without a father or a mother. If, if they could have developed that character and made that relationship more succinct, more, more together, the movie could have worked. But that is a huge flaw in the movie, and if you would have made that change, that movie would be far better than what it is. Okay, good. I would just do a second draft of the Force Awakens script and not make it feel exactly like beat for beat A New Hope. I just, I, I would just do whatever I could not to make it because I, I, Rob and I did an entire podcast where I just, where I said, okay, we meet this guy who puts a, a thing in a droid, and then the droid's walking through the desert, and the droid randomly bumps into our heroes, et cetera, et cetera. I would just. Maybe just do a second draft where I would go, let's just tweak it a skosh here and there so that it's not a new hope beat for beat. And maybe try to get rid of the Death Star. Maybe just something else other than a Death Star. Please, please, just anything. Star Killer Base, get out of my face with that. That's what I would do. Just tweak tweak the script a little bit so it's a little bit less like a new hope. Um, any rebuttal before I ask my sort of final no, go question? Civil. That was very civil. I can't do both. Okay. Uh, just as a sort of final question, uh, let's look forward. Um, based on how your movie, both of these movies did fantastic in box wow. office. Yeah, but here's the thing. They could name. They could name episode nine Star Wars. You'll pay for this, won't you? You bunch of sheeple, yeah. and they'll still make a billion dollars. I'm not arguing that. It's the Mel Brooks so, yeah. joke. I know. <laughs> 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 Spaceballs too. The search for more money. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, yeah, but there's there's no argument that both of these movies were were loved in the box office. They were both because even they were both liked the at least. Let's say even just liked critically, both of them. Yeah. I personally like both movies. I don't know that I could pick one over the other. It might depend on what I had for breakfast that morning. Um, based on the representation in your movie, based on what sort of themes it presents, based on your feelings about it and how you feel the greater audience feels about it, what does this mean for Star Wars' future? 
More money. Mo money. Mo money. Mo money. Yeah. But is that based specifically? What does your movie specifically bring to the Star Wars well, canon? To, to Star Wars that, canon? That, that gives me a very unfair advantage. Well, no. Because <laughs> no. about sequels and characters and whatnot. I'm saying, like, the, the feel, the vibe of it. The, char- the, the character elements that you like, not specific to... Overall, both... Yeah, I'd, I'd say... I'd say no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I, I get it. Don't like Deadpool had its success and yeah. it made... Comic book companies realized that they can make rated R comic movies that yeah. might be successful, and that brought a whole new light to that argument. What does your movie bring it's, to the, pro- the promise of Star Wars properties future? This it's a good question, but I, I feel like I can't answer it without also answering for Dave I'm as asking, well. I, I don't know. I'm asking both of you to speculate wildly. Yeah. This is an adversarial. No, 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 question. no, no, no. It's it's good. It's good. It's just I feel like because. I don't really know how to answer it. That's well, no, because like, yeah, I just I can't feel like no, because I can't I can't I feel like no, 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 I like it, I like it, I just yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I feel like because what what Dave's movie what Force Awakens means going forward is at least two more, right? Yeah, like you're gonna get two you're gonna get two more sequels. Yeah. Mine, technically, even though, like I said. Fucking Jacques Cousteau, J.J. Abrams took everything in a box and fired it in the bottom of the ocean. My movie technically does open it up for us to explore anything and have single self-contained Star Wars movies, which I have been begging for. I don't want to spend more time with the Skywalkers. No offense to you and, and the next two, Dave. I want. I would love to do a film noir type of. Uh, bounty hunter they in the life of a bounty hunter who get who has like a sexy space dame come and 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 you know give him a job and then the job is not exactly what it seems like old film noir detective stories but in the star wars universe maybe so we see like a, we, we get a self-contained one-off bounty hunter movie we get a a like i mean this is horrible but it's off the top of my dome you could do fucking days of thunder but with the pod racers and stuff let's not do that but you could do that you could do that it's just you, like the, the the universe is is this is such a exactly this is such yeah, a vast it's universe what that movie needed was more, more pod, pod racing, racing right yeah well <laughs> we were lacking in the star wars franchise yeah, was more but like you understand yeah really need is top gun yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like you could do yeah, like yeah, like you could do you could do uh, you could do Rogue uh, Squadron. You could do well, actually not even Rogue Squadron. Watch Rogue Squadron still too close to the to the main Star Wars. But the the, the success of one off of my one off Star Wars film because we're already getting the Han Solo one down the line. I would love to it, like. We know that we can get one-off self-contained Star Wars flicks. Let's do ones that have absolutely nothing to do with Han Solo, Anakin Scott, anyone with the last name Skywalker, anyone with the last name Leia, anything. There, there was it, an yeah, idea. Like, it did get yeah. canceled, but there was an idea for a standalone Boba Fett movie. Yeah, I don't even want Boba Fett. I would love to do... Let's let's spend... Yeah, let's spend time with a bounty hunter we've never heard of before and do a film noir detective type story. You could do... Uh, like like you said, you could do Top Gun, but with like you know awesome pilots making the Kessel Run. You That'd could do awesome. the and there's your technical thing. It's like the we're doing the Kessel Run, and then it's like kind of like said it was impossible. yeah, it's like they said it was or like we're trying to beat the record, and then it's just implied that it's the Millennium Falcon's record Fast of yeah, it's right? It's Fast and Furious in space, like just like we could do anything, and that's just basically what I'm begging for. It's just let's meet new characters. How about this? 
we know nothing, absolutely nothing. If if you just contain all of the how many Star Wars movies do we have right now? Eight total, seven, eight. Yeah, eight total. And then like if you just take the movies, we don't know jack shit about any of the alien cultures that exist in Star Wars. Why don't we go and explore some of that shit? Why don't we spend some time with the Twi'leks or with Bosk or with the Trandoshans? That that isn't uh, Star Wars. That's that's Star Trek. Yeah, that's more Star Trek. But, like, Star Wars has that. Why not take advantage of it and explore some of this alien culture? Which is why, uh, honestly, throughout this this argument, and I've said this to you guys jokingly, and I'm saying it now on the pod, the worst part of the Star Wars franchise might be the fucking movies. It honestly might. The video games, the 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 books, the 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 comics, the trading card games, anything, all of those, because the story you get to know the well, story. It's so well, much faster defense, than the movies. In the movies defense there are eight yeah. movies. True. Of which like that's a lot of hours, though. Oh, that's like, like four yeah. or any good. That's, I mean, a, that's the thing. That's yeah. only eight. Yeah, that's a sample. That's there a, are hundreds of books, mm-hmm. hundreds of comics. That's still like, there's actually a couple of, other movies. Yeah, but let's not talk. About True. Yes. That's still. <laughs> but if you count, yeah, if you count them all, though, that's like nearly three hours, <laughs> nearly three hours oh, per movie, know. eight <laughs> movies. That's twenty four hours. That's not a small sample size. No, no, no. Right, but but, but, but yeah, I get your point. Comparing it to the the breadth of the EU. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, mm. I mean, there's also a whole lot of shit in there too. But I'm just there's saying, some awful books. Yeah. Thanks. To, oh yeah. Thanks to my thanks to my movie though, we now have, like, like Dave's movie is handcuffed to going forward to these characters and these two movies. Whereas my franchise means we can go wherever the fuck we want going forward. And all I'm saying is. Let's not stay in the box here, people. Let's not like because the next one is Han Solo, which I'm sure will be okay, but we can go anywhere because my movie has proved that we can we can do Star Wars standalones. Uh, Yours is handcuffed. Handcuffed, I say. (laughs) I'm not really here to argue um, about that because my 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 point was that uh, Force Awakens is better. I agree with. Pretty yeah. much everything you just the, said about yeah, that. The argument like, for, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing that my movie's handcuffed to the episode structure. I'm not arguing against that. It is. They're going to get two other. The generous movies. term might be on rails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no. It's just do, do I want to see all those movies that you just described? Would I see them? Absolutely. Unless they start like, and they probably yeah, yeah they they they're going to make the Star Wars movie every year for the next yeah. sixty years. Like, come yeah. on, Disney. Um. I, I honestly don't know how to answer that question. Besides what Matt said was was well, pretty good. Like, your 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 thing is going forward is you've got structure to your movie with characters that people and a, a new generation can identify to, and you can give them new outfits and therefore sell new toys. And like I said, Dave, mo money, mo money, mo money, <laughs> which I, I, is I would is say that yeah. the, the focus would be probably the opposite. Um, whereas Pierce is saying we can take the idea of the one-off structure and yeah. have it be anything. Mm-hmm. There's a big, big galaxy, and we're yeah. all really puny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the other f- side of that coin is because yours is sort of a structured story. Um, it, it speaks more to further developing these characters, perhaps more than we've seen in a Star Wars trilogy thus far. It's quite possible. Go for breadth. Yes, so so yeah, his is saying you know let's go an inch deep but a mile wide. Yeah, <laughs> where you could go an inch wide but super deep. <laughs> you can, you're still going super. No, go ahead. Uh, 
doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, neither yeah. we're not saying that uh, either of those things is bad. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, no, no, no. No, I yeah, think we I, all I, just I do that. The more Star Wars properties we get, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Keep I just watching. want good movies. Yes. Yeah. Just, just give me good movies. So my question to you, Dave. That's what I'm saying. This question isn't adversarial. Like I just kind of want to leave it on a hopeful note. But before you ask your question, mm-hmm. I have a quick question. Let me. All right, go ahead. Um, it's, it's about memes. It's no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Because clearly we know which movie you like better. Yes. Do you think the other person's movie is a good movie? Is still a good movie? Yes. I do not, but only because of the beef. (laughs) Didn't necessarily. Sorry. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, I I do not, but only because I I I didn't like that it was they they sold me a bill of goods that I had already uh, that I had already seen. In my opinion, was it it Star Wars Episode Two? No. It, it, it had some cool th- things in the movie that I enjoyed. I don't Did, think either of you would argue that your movie was perfect. No, yeah. absolutely it's not. It's not a perfect movie. And I've said, I, I pointed out the flaws nice. in my movie my, my on argument, more than one occasion. My argument is <laughs> Force Awakens is a better movie. Yeah. Now, the question I have for you, though, Dave, is going forward, I, I have already expressed my displeasure at the lack of explanations in that film the 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 overwhelming amount of well we'll get to it later in in force awakens in terms of character explanations so going forward Mm -hmm. do you have the confidence that they will pull it off and that I I will not be extremely pissed off, like because Force Awakens, like there's a chance if they don't pull it off, Force Awakens will get worse. So I give like, like well, if you didn't like Force Awakens for what it was, um, I don't know how. And, and, and I, say, I don't know how they can make those characters better for you in future movies. Don't think of me. Think think of like. If, 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 for like the general audience, not me specifically. So people who have, those but arguments. people who have those are like the arguments that I'm sort of making, not Matt Pierce so, specifically. So he's so, not the only one to say Ray is a Mary Sue. He's yes. not the only oh, one I to agree. say that it's mm-hmm. beat for beat a remake. Mm-hmm. Of I agreed with you. Yeah. It's a borrowed story. So what he's arguing is if if you have those can, thoughts can, going can, into episode eight, yeah, can can is people like me? Can can we be? Can do they have? Do they have it in them? The, to, the, to get it done and, well, and flip it, where I'm like, all right, I'm on board now. God, I hope so. Okay, um, but like, what is your what is what in your heart of hearts? Do you think they'll pull it off? Uh, I am still wounded from the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> the ul- the wound is still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the the, it's the, the only saving it's like, it's like the stab uh, the stab wound from Lord of the Rings. Uh, Bilbo's or Frodo's stab wound. Yeah, yeah. Like, years later, it's like it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Harry Potter, my scar. <laughs> do, do, do I do I think that they can do it? Well, Marvel is part of Disney, and they've shown with their movies that. They've come out with shit, and they've come out with great movies. Mm-hmm. Do I hope that they're going to continue to make Star Wars great? Absolutely. Do I think that they can do it? Yes. Do I know that they're going to do it? Ah, we're going to have to wait and see, because I can't argue for something that's in the future that I don't know about. Yeah, I know. I was just... I'm like, just your gut. What does your gut tell you? Do you, do you, like, do, do you we think... We won't hold it to yeah, you. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not going like, to be like... Like if 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 what is it called the the last Jedi if the last Jedi is like a steaming pile I'm not gonna be like hey Dave remember the time we did the, the, the <laughs> I told you it was gonna suck now like this um, if it's that. a steaming pile would yeah. it, will it could it take away from um, Force Awakens it could take something away yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it can't. It could mm-hmm. make, make the movie less because there are but things... just like you just you just have to hope that what they're going to do in the future is good yeah. and you need to base it on the story if the story and characters are shit the movie's going to be bad and that's my argument for most yeah. movies is you have to have a a good story or at least if it's not a good story you need good characters to hold up the story yeah and because you're getting two more movies for your one like as a story that's basically going to be one long story there's a chance that Force Awakens can go up and down notches based on how they do going forward. Unfortunately, yours is stuck where it is. Movie is, yeah, is, done. is. Is done and it's over. Like Mass yeah. Effect 2 served to make Mass Effect 1 better. Yeah. Just by virtue of existing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, but. So, yeah. Anybody have any questions left or. or... Lee Pock, you look like you have something to say. <laughs> do you? <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I, I feel worse about both films having having now gone. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> I, I, I don't. And there are some things that I wish you would have brought up uh, about still... your movie that you hadn't. But I'm not going to bring them up. Wow. <laughs> I... It's better than bad things about it. Because if it's the... bad things, it's your. No, no, no. Yeah, the, the there are good things in that movie that he did not bring up. Oh, it's... yeah. And I, we're I, already over an hour, Dave. We're yeah, close. I'm not hour going hour. into it. Like, Let them I, debate. I purposely <laughs> didn't bring up nonsense in your movie, like Captain Phasma, because it's it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, man. I was wondering it's about low hanging. It's low hanging. <laughs> it's low hanging fruit. Man. I just finished that movie today. I watched that scene this morning, and I'd already forgotten about it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, anyway, like, like I said, it's low hanging. We're, we're an hour twenty yeah. deep, and, and it's it's. No, yeah. let, let them de- deliberate. Because I have a question: Is there any way we could take a short recess? Yeah, like to go over our notes and everything. Yeah. So let's let's take a little break. Uh, it will seem seamless through the pod, but we're going to take a five, and we'll be right back in two seconds. All right, we're back from our little break, and I am going to throw to our judges to put a capper on this little debate. Uh, they've been patiently waiting and interjecting at some points during all of our nonsense, and uh, so which one of you guys wants to go first? Not it. Not it? Turn it around and we'll... Okay, right. So Miller uh, thought that maybe we should start off by talking a bit about our yeah. notions walking into We're humans. We've seen both of these mm. movies. We have opinions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, As are we human? Yeah, I wanted to know what your opinion your was. Your emotion. Yeah. <laughs> so lizard know. man, lizard man, and uh, lizard man. Yeah. I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were going in anyway. Uh, Knowing full well, <laughs> neither of us would change your minds. <laughs> and this was all just for funsies. So, uh, where I was, I liked Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it when I was in the theater watching it. Uh, since then, my opinion has faded somewhat, diminished somewhat. I've become more aware of the problems that I think it's had, plus mm-hmm. on uh, subsequent rewatches. Because, it, again, it's not perfect. I don't think any of us are arguing that. Um Rogue One I liked not as much but that opinion has been raised somewhat since I thought about it a bit more um, I think in general it being self-contained it having a lot of character death like it, it, the idea that it is a sort of ragtag group of this ensemble cast of nine people and we don't necessarily need to know all their names because they're part of a greater whole. Because it was a, a little Ocean's Eleven. It kind of, yeah. So they, they never no. really... Except they the goal is to roles, steal though. money. Yeah, steal and, and, and that's just it. Like They sort really of have these broadly defined roles. They have these broadly defined character traits that are never really specific. They're not deep at all, but they don't need to be because it's a one-off movie. I don't know if that's a bad thing. It's just a thing that didn't resonate with me necessarily. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm agreeing with Dave. I really like to have seen some more character development between a few of the characters, specifically with Jin and Mads and Jin and Kalen. Um, 
I would have liked to see a bit more buddy cop stuff between uh, uh, Bays, I think is his name, yeah, and, uh, and uh, Turret. Because yeah. those two were bros from the beginning. I really liked the pilot <laughs> a yeah. lot because he was just sort of like this nervous dude who reminded me a lot of Finn. <laughs> my, 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 my issue, the only thing with him is... Like, I don't remember his I, name. <laughs> how do they tell he's an Imperial? Did like, they go, they just look at him and they go, he's an Imperial. Because he had the accent. Is, is it because he's white? Yeah, the like, accent, he had the accent. He wasn't white. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. You're a racist bastard. <laughs> I'm, not racist. I'm asking a question. I'm Take like, that into account now. And you're, you're <laughs> well, well, did he thinks we all want to be white. On, the, on his sleeve. I think oh, no, I, no, I technically, he had an accent, didn't he? Because all the Imperials technically do the English. So they're the British accent. Yeah, British accent. That was the one thing. They just look at him like, oh, he's an Imperial. What? Yeah, maybe anyway, he just that, that has himself. been. I, I, I'm an imperial. I have seen that happen before in in the Star Wars EU, where someone yes. can identify an imperial by meeting them or by sight. Yeah, because everyone and speaks stuff. basic, and everyone's got their sort of accents from whatever planets they're on. And if you're from a core planet or something yeah, it's like, like the that. idea the of, played... of people, like other characters in other movies, being able to tell that someone's better off or from a certain area of the world simply because of oh, okay. like they okay. look the same, but yeah, the way they hold themselves, the way they act, like okay. stuff like that. Like you know. You can tell if you've been raised on an imperial Bodhi, world. Bodhi Rock, you know, the, Silver Spoon kind okay. of thing. Bodhi Rock, the imperial that's how I do was it. played by a man named Raz Ahmed. So swinging a match. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, it was honestly me asking a question. Okay. I, I, so, I didn't know. Back to Miller. Uh, yeah. I forget what I was saying. <laughs> um, so, what was I saying now? That's it too. Character development in uh, Rogue One. They did enough, I think, mm-hmm. which is to say that we got sort of the premise of who these guys are supposed yeah. to be. They, He's We the know that they're not making guy. it out this of it alive. I, I mean, yeah. whether or not you thought that they might get out of it alive, I didn't think that they were going to. I assumed everyone was going to die at the end. Uh, I was hoping everyone was going to die at the end. And when they did, I, me was, too. I was happy. In a Specifically because sense. I didn't want, like, hey, here's Jyn Erso, exactly. she's 20 years old, or here yeah. she is in episode 9 or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't want any of that crap because no. I, I, the thing Complete I want... Complete agreement. Yeah, the thing I, I keep harping on this, and I'll repeat this until I finally get it. The thing I want are self-contained Star Wars stories mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with this main story. Yeah, okay. Well, and, and, and on that point, the, the things that I did like about it that I kind of came around on later is that uh, we talked about, uh, what's his name, Krennic? Yeah. Uh, as the villain, um, kind of ineffectual, but a cog in that machine. Yeah. The enemy isn't him. The enemy is the Empire, and yes. he is a representative of it. Um, it's basically just fighting the bureaucracy one way or the other. They could have condensed that down. Like, we didn't need necessarily him and Grand Moff Tarkin, but if there was a CG character for the entire movie, I probably would have thrown up. (laughs) (laughs) And it it definitely couldn't have been Vader either, because that would have been bananas. Because because he's not an Imperial. He's Mm -hmm. a Sith. (laughs) And the the thing about the Moff Tarkin-y thing is... um, I didn't think it was that bad. Like it wasn't. It I don't think it was, was awful either. But if it was on screen, was he, all the there, time. Yeah. He was used sparingly, but he was used prominently in some scenes. Like there was some major yeah. close-ups and yes, yeah, like the one. Like, oh shit! Yeah, the camera CG. back, dim the light a little bit. <laughs> yeah. the one well, that's just it. If I had to see him on like the planet talking with Galen Urso, I'd have been like, "What? Why? No!" Like I thought it was solid. The only thing there was one time where they tried to do the eyebrow raise, yeah, like, the, yeah. like the rock style eyebrow yeah. raise. That uh, what was it, Peter? Uh, Peter, Co- what is his name? Peter Cushing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But it went like yeah. cartoonishly. Huh? Yeah, the original actor. Yeah, and it and it did like a really stretch rubber, rubber face, yeah. like eyebrow raise, and, and it, yeah, that was the one where it was like, okay, that was that that was no good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm okay with them killing all the characters because mm-hmm. they earned it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I, I, you know, there are other small things I liked about it. I like Kung Fu Jedi Monk as well, because that dude was a Jedi, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, mm-hmm. I liked, um, I liked the planet vi- views of the Death Star hitting them, <laughs> yes. where, like, we got to see Jedi explode from a few kilometers away, and all this rubble's flying up, like, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not the Jage um, doing his all practical effects sort of thing as much as is possible in a Star Wars movie. It was heavily CG. There, there but... was a lot of practical effects in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But there were a lot of things I liked about that movie. And the 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 biggest thing I liked about Rogue One, I will say, is that uh, there was sort of this feeling at the beginning of it with the rebellion as a whole because there are characters, but they kind of don't matter. The two characters are the Empire and the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And the Rebellion is willing to do anything it takes to rebel properly, and we see that in Kalen. He's a killer, he's a mercenary, he does whatever his orders are. Where it turns around about halfway through, or two-thirds of the way through, is it becomes more about hope, and doing what's right, and giving a feeling of superiority over their enemies. To the end, where instead of just being cogs in the machine, we see all these guys who know that they're going to die to Vader. They know they're dead. But they beat Vader. They succeed in that mission. <laughs> they get the plans away from him at cost of themselves. They are sacrificing themselves for the greater good, which isn't something that they would have done at the beginning of the movie, I think. That's the strongest thing that movie has going for it. I still think I like Force Awakens better because I really like the characters. <laughs> I would also like to spend a special shout-out to whoever edited out the... It's a rebellion, isn't it? So I rebelled line from the actual movie because yeah, that was fucking garbage from yeah. the trailer. That was a garbage line. Whoever made the decision, Bravo. whoever made the decision to cut that shit line from the movie, good on you. Because that so. was trash. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I still might prefer Force Awakens because I like the characters and I like that we will have time in Force Awakens alone because there's fewer of them uh, to get more into them and even more so in the future movies. Um, I like what the characters represent at the beginning, and I like that we can kind of see their arcs starting, and we will see them progress further. And I like that it's a, a complete movie. It has a beginning and end. It it kind of it works for a very broad amount of audiences. It works for people who have seen the originals. It works for people who have only seen the prequels. It works for people who are coming in completely fresh. Um, it tells a story from beginning to end, but also as the first part in a trilogy. Um, and uh, it works old characters in, in a way that isn't distracting or necessary. Because if I'm coming in having never seen a Star Wars movie before, we're basically given the same impression about Luke and Han and Leia as we were given about Ben, who are these characters that we're told we know, but no, I haven't met yet. So them going to find Luke and we don't know anything about Luke isn't a problem because we didn't know anything about any of the characters when we watched any movie for the first time. We didn't know anything about Yoda. <laughs> we didn't know anything about Rey. Like, you know, they're effectively new characters. They don't need to necessarily... But they're there for us because we know them from before. But, you know, time has passed. They can be whatever they want to be now. So we have stuff like the schism between Han and Leia that's not really explained a whole lot. And, you know... Maybe we'll get deeper into that now that she's got some time to grieve and some reason to grieve. They, they did touch on it. They, they did, yeah. But, I mean, I expect them to touch on it more now that they're, the episode eight's probably going to start with a funeral. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. There, there's a lot to enjoy with both, I guess, yeah, is my point. Okay, so, that, so that's where Miller stands. Let's go next because all right, Rob we can go, go between coherent thoughts 
to some garbage to yeah. more coherent. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! If I talk for more so than like thirty seconds, has a change. I'm shocked that you think what I said was coherent. Because <laughs> if I talk for more than thirty seconds, I lose my own train of thought. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a mess. Because <laughs> uh, also between the two movies, I like Pierce and I did the the reviews mm-hmm. on on both the movies. So I've already given my thoughts. Yeah. Um, but sometimes past, who knows? Maybe some of my thoughts have changed, and yeah. at least for Rogue One, some did. Mm-hmm. Between the two movies, I do like Rogue One more. Mm-hmm. Um, based on those the arguments, yes, I can see the certain parts in Episode Seven because I've seen Ro- I saw Rogue t- I saw Rogue One in the theater twice. I think I've only seen Episode Seven once. I just can't remember it if I've watched it since it was released on... Uh, on Effectively on Net- watched Well, yeah. like, whether I watched it on Netflix or whether I watched it on, like, Blu-ray You remember or watching it once. Yes, <laughs> I've seen it at least once, obviously. Um, so, But between those, I enjoyed Rogue One more. Um, as a story, I don't really care about any of the characters too much. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Rogue One, I started to near the end because as... It was mentioned. Everyone's going to die. You don't know, but the tension for that movie was: I hope everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, or is like, yeah. I sorry, that's, that's not like, the tension. That's just a Star do Wars they or don't boy, they? I think. Yeah. yeah. Do they yeah. or don't they die? Because you already know that the movie ends with the rebels get the plans. Yeah. Nobody's ever debated that. Yeah. It was episode four and all that. You knew that going into the film. So yeah. you knew that was going to happen, but you didn't know exactly how, who was going to get out of it alive. Maybe somebody did, mm-hmm. and then they just died later on. Or maybe Vader got them based on how the movie went. Like, you didn't know the Death Star was going to actually the blow up the planet. the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, so some people you know aren't going to get out alive. Like, what is it, Blue Squadron or whatever? Like, there is no Blue Squadron! Oh, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah, hold on one second. I want to say, did you guys happen to notice that at the end of Rogue One, when they're attacking, when all of the plate, um, uh, the, the pilot guys in Rogue Squadron are attacking... The uh, the gate, the force field gate thing. Uh, the only guy who that we see die in that fight in Rogue Squadron is the guy Red who has five. the call sign Red Five. Red five. So yes. Red Five was open for Luke Skywalker <laughs> to take it over. Later. Thank you for taking yeah. that away from ah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but <yeah>. yes, <laughs> but yeah. Considering Rogue One leads in, what was it from Mike? You were telling me from Red, and actually others were. I was talking about it last the night. About, out, like, it was ten time. hours. Rogue One ended. Yeah. Ten hours later, Des, uh, Darth, Vader's Darth Vader's in front of is, Leia, okay, Leia. Uh, yelling at her. Yeah, there was a ten-hour gap between there. Okay. So because they did hyperdrive away. Yeah, the they yeah. is like we she get goes, out and then yeah. gone. And Vader it's is like, they like, gave us oh. hope. Yeah, yeah. So with all of that, only ten hours had passed. And then once you're watching Episode Four, you know however much times passed. So. In that time, yeah, there was no new Red 5. Yeah. So it, that was a nice nod towards it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that took away from the movie and all that. So, But as far as all the characters go, I had no attachment to any of them. The first time watching it, Grand Moff Tarkin, I knew it's like, this guy's got to be dead. It's been 40 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's got to be CG. Yeah. And I thought it looked really good. Mm-hmm. The second time watching it, 
I started noticing it's like, yeah. okay, that is clearly CG. But he it's told not... me you kill a grandma target. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look as good, no, but I knew it's impossible. Because I'd seen the movie, I knew it I could not I could ignore paying attention and I mm. could look at all these other side things that I didn't necessarily pick up on the first time. Um and the same with the bit of, with Leia at, at the end. Oh, um, <laughs> but we won't go into that one. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then with... Because I've already lost my train of thought. Yeah. So Force Awakens now. Um, for, because Force Awakens is part of the main Star Wars storyline. Mm-hmm. Hence Rogue One being a Star Wars story. The main storyline is about the Skywalker family. I enjoy that. I want to see the Skywalker family in that. I want to see Luke. I want to see the Jedi stuff. The fact that Luke didn't show up until the end. I don't care about Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Never have. The fact that he died, I thought was great. Now we can stop bitching about being in Star Wars movies. (laughs) He seemed happier. Um, like Chew Crystal Skull. Blade Runner 2047. Yeah. Um, Like Chewbacca, like take him leave him like I never cared that much about the Millennium Falcon and that space battle mm-hmm. the the smuggler type part of the main Star Wars storyline I wanted to see Luke the Jedi stuff and all of that so for me Star Wars episode 7 was just like alright it's mm-hmm. the thing I have to watch until I get to see hopefully what I want mm-hmm. oh I see so, um, so what you're saying is it was a lot of Starkiller base and space battles and jumping from one plan to the next and now you're excited for what might be at the very end of episode yes. 7 which is hey here are two Jedis on a planet exactly <laughs> so I still That's enjoyed fair. it but it's not it's not, the part it's of not Star my Wars favorite like. one it's, exactly it's not the part of Star Wars that I like that makes sense and right. between the two movies the the nods that episode 7 did took it out a little more for me than the nods that Rogue One did yeah. except for one the one in, and I know I brought it up on our pod uh, the Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba it's like that had no fucking business oh, being there because <laughs> apparently they got off of Jakku that was their or whatever of, oh my God, God, and then got it to Tatooine yeah. that, that was, was Rogue One we version. got another scene <laughs> 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 it's a galaxy yeah. and well, be some more 12 hours. however much time has gone between that they're out of breath he doesn't like you either but if it's been 10 hours since the end of Rogue One however long Rogue One had been since that them. point they don't look quite the same no. maybe one of them shaved and all that it's like yeah. I had a clean shower and all this no like, defense who knows? That. but that's, so. that's that was Rogue One's version of yeah. well let's take this ship just things like that so both movies as far as characters go there was nobody that I was like I want to see these characters well, mm. I, I guess with the, the Luke Skywalker stuff or like the Skywalker line Kylo Ren there was promise for me but then as I mentioned in the other pod to me just turned into um, a Zuko character from The Last yeah. Airbender where he was very whiny oh, but we haven't yet he got have, he, he also didn't have an uncle character by yes. that to deflect the nonsense exactly away from him, right? he's, buying, he's out there in the trenches taking grenades yeah but <laughs> considering it is the first in a trilogy mm-hmm. there are still two more he, he could end up getting let's, you know progressing develop, through the characters the character some more yeah. yeah so 
Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Please. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll all agree on that. It's not a perfect ending. We'd like to see episode eight be better. I knew where he stood. All right, bring it home. Bring it home. Okay, so I didn't want to declare a winner. Go, it's gonna make me sad. Like, let's going go, into let's, this, let's just let Leepock go. Going going into this, yeah. I thought like I, I remember when we were initially talking about this. Pierce texts me and says, "Hey, which one do you like better, Force Awakens or, or Rogue One?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know." I specifically yeah. didn't answer that. Like <laughs> I, I did. I was like, "I think I, I think Rogue One." Rogue One. Yeah. Like yeah. I think I said like I think seconds. it was. <laughs> I, I think I, I I said that I think Rogue One. Um and. Overall, like that's I think I just enjoyed it more because there were a couple things with Force Awakens that I were just like a hot mess. Yeah. Like rewatching it, my second watch through was, you know, just last night and this morning and the movie actually holds together a bit better than I thought the first time. The only exception is as basically every moment from when they find the Millennium Falcon to when they reunite with like Leia, that that sequence, that whole thing where they they, they they find the Millennium Falcon and then Han Solo magically finds them, who yeah. is then magically found ten seconds later by two groups of space pirates, yeah, and then there are these garbage. stupid aliens, and then the they escape, parade, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and then so that, that, but other than that. The other thing Overall, I like about it, that scene is that it implies that Han Solo ran away from home and got mixed up in two different death gangs, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but he, overall, that the movie actually kind of holds together pretty well. There are so there's, but there are some pretty big flaws. However, there are some pretty big flaws with Rogue One as well, which is what makes this hard and um, trying to decide which one's bigger. Um, I agree with uh, Dave that the lack of character development in Rogue One is a major flaw. There is just not enough going on with Jin by the end of the movie to really make us care about her issues. But then there are things that, uh, like, I think that the idea of a borrowed story, like that it's a beat-for-beat Kind of re, you know rehash of of, Lady, of uh, like yeah sure you say Lady <laughs> plays and he said borrowed story I also yeah. think it's acceptable because there were people who had the same criticism of a New Hope when it first came out because mm. like oh it's just like this movie or it's just like this kind of mythos and stuff mm-hmm. like that but that's just what we do that's what that's yeah. <laughs> that's how <laughs> films work yeah. they rip watch. off other yeah. things um, I should like that <laughs> and the um, it, and to me bo- it starts. Sorry, if I can just quickly. Yeah. To, to me, I liked that, that it was sort of a beat-for-beat, beat, call soft reboot, just whatever, call it what you will. Um, I like that it felt very much like that because it, it, it paved the road to, okay, we've got all of that out of the way. <laughs> Let's yeah, you, make an original You know what it re- reminded me of? was actually the first X-Men movie. Because the first X-Men movie is flawed because they have to introduce a billion characters, yep. this whole world, yeah. this whole universe, and then all of a sudden, like, an hour and a half in, they realize, oh shit, we gotta make a movie. And then kind of crams in some stuff. So what they did is they're just like, well, we'll just start off with A New Hope. And then we'll yeah. insert our new characters so that we get the, the introduction going so that we can make... Like, my hope is that the next two movies are... What I would say is actual movies. I was actually yeah. going to compare the, it to the first Harry Potter for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> the counter argument to that, and I think I think you're you're very apt in your uh, comparison to the first X Men movie. The counter argument to that would be um, Brian Singer never got the budget that uh, Force Awakens got. Why so. Would that matter? Because yeah. at the end of the movie, he's run. He he ran out of money, and he had to have his fight in a gift shop 
at the end, like the final fight between uh, Wolverine yeah, and Mystique are happening in, are happening in a, in a gift shop. Whereas Star Wars, they had an unlimited amount of money, so like like Singer had had to not only do that, but was also hand, handcuffed by the fact that he didn't have unlimited money. To sure, make but that doesn't matter. Well. I mean, imagine we're talking about story. We're talking yeah, about plot. but that's so don't imagine budget at all. We're looking at books. Yeah, imagine it as a book instead. We're just talking about the plot progression, not mm-hmm. what the visuals or, or setting necessarily are. Yeah, you can do character development is free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. You know how I have any idea how cheap it is to put two people in a room and have them yeah. have a fucking conversation? Like, <laughs> yeah. But that, also, George I, Lucas put put and, two characters yeah. in front of a green screen shot, reverse shot. Yeah, now the, yeah. <laughs> oh the, God. Yeah, the other the other one uh, could argue those that those movies was only character development yeah. and not much else. <laughs> In, in, and I, the problem with those movies is they had no characters. There, <laughs> there also wasn't the shameless in, in the original X Men. There wasn't the shameless moments where it was just okay. We're just selling toys here, right? As well, which Force Awakens has. Yeah. Another, although, so I say, you know, okay. I think I think your argument of that it's a uh, borrowed story is a is lazy plagiarism. Lazy plagiarism is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But also on the other side, I don't agree with Dave's argument that uh, Rogue One is an incomplete story because I. Th- Subscribe to the Shakespearean point of view, which yeah. is that if you kill everyone at the end, that's actually a pretty tight a conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like in some plays, it's just like people everyone like dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, people like Hamlet. Hamlet. Too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't make a single to Hamlet. So that, that that's my <laughs> overall yeah, yeah, views going into this. So yeah. um, I don't know. Do we want to move on to our uh, our even, judgment? Yeah. Do we even want to? Uh, I don't know if I necessarily want. Yeah. To. Do we even <laughs> want to? Oh, I feel like I feel like it's just it, like. It's only going to serve to make us all feel terrible. (laughs) I think one wants validation and one doesn't want to be (laughs) insulted. Miller, I'm going to hand this over to you in case you want to do some jokes. Okay, well, we got prepared. Actually, was (laughs) hey, how mad would would people listening to this podcast be if they've been sitting around listening to us ramble and yell at each other (laughs) for like two hours, and our conclusion is let's all be friends? (laughs) Whatever the conclusion. Let's be friends. <laughs> We're very Canadian. Uh, all I can do is critique people's debate styles. <laughs> yeah. Because we have uh, pointing at Pierce, we've got Flash. Pointing yeah. at Dave, we've got Substance. Yeah. Where Dave has a point to make and actually could back them up, but wasn't super eloquent all the time and could barely get a word in edgewise, whereas you were talking loud and fast and oh, I got, I got didn't really prove anything, I feel. <laughs> I don't know which of you won the debate. I think you might have just by virtue of talking more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he talked that, more. I think he gave me, the but, he gave me as much floor as yeah. was necessary. Yeah. I got what I wanted. <laughs> yes, but what I'm kind of getting at is I, I, I think that you won the debate because yeah. you had points and you were able to back them up, whereas he just kind of shouted Mary Sue, make and then <laughs> didn't back those things up at all really and just in case that wasn't clear Miller's saying Dave won yes. Pierce Law because <laughs> he never said a name <laughs> he said you pointing that nobody can actually see wait are, are we recording this <laughs> that's a camera that's a camera <laughs> I didn't know I needed pants on <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob thoughts uh, you actually covered but I was going to say I I would say as far as the debate goes knowing that I enjoyed Rogue Mm -hmm. One more so I have to leave those preconceived notions out the door Mm -hmm. as far as the debate goes Dave made a more compelling argument for why Episode 7 was better than Rogue One which was what? 
but I want I don't want to say it means it blew it out of the water. No, no, no. Um, Oh, absolutely. Not. No, but, I, I don't think it did. Yeah. I just feel that. But it's a better what I'm actually better coming movie. away with this debate is that I want to actually go home and watch both movies right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, actually, I, I would love to go watch Rogue, yeah. One, Rogue One again because I have to essentially yeah. validate. Because the first time I was I was so distracted by things. There, there's like at the start of the movie, um, the very first scene because I have children, and abandoning your child in a oh. hole just took me right out of the movie like instantly. And I felt it very difficult to get back into the story when there was no, like, like what the parents do didn't make any yeah, sense. I mean, that's fair. We well, all bring our own experience. Well, I know, I know when kids are. You never want to abandon them in a hole? What, how <laughs> <No>. about, <laughs> well, what about Padme and just losing the will to live? I don't want to raise them. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was... That was also awful. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't have children then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts um yeah I think overall in terms of the debate Dave had a, a, a was a little bit more prepared but so, but I'd say several several of his yeah, arguments week, yeah, did, did not have podcast this week <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say uh, uh, several of, of Dave's arguments didn't didn't hold as much weight mm-hmm. uh, like I think the um, the complete story of yeah, uh, of Rogue One, one is, is fine I think the characters are fine I also and one thing that I was hoping got brought up but didn't was uh, I, I was I was hoping you were gonna mm-hmm. make him uh, explain that whole forty five minutes where from the Millennium Falcon to um, well, and, and how that I asked him to explain I asked him to defend the Men in Black two sequence on the freighter with the monster well, yeah I'm well even that's that, that's not even like, the worst yeah. part the Men in Black thing is just the oh, fact that everyone just pops out of nowhere like so much yeah, of so much of, of Force Awakens well, issues I said it was, a lot of it was a lot of Force Awakens was driven by coincidence they coincidentally ran in the Millennium Falcon they coincidentally bumped into Han Solo they R two D two coincidentally woke yeah up which, which is which is a really big problem right. with it I mean I can um, make some more cases for Rogue yeah one. I can make some more cases for all the Star Wars movies i mean it's yeah. it, 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 it you're right it does serve to make a giant galaxy seem tiny yeah but i yeah. I, I think that's a problem with all the star wars movies yeah. not yes specifically which is why i said which is again when i argued that i think rogue you one want to see a wider is, scope. yeah rogue one i think makes it so that we can see a wider scope whereas dave movie handcuffs itself to this to the skywalkers and the although characters. because yeah, I, I, I would say also that i don't think that's a problem either yeah I, i'd no, also say but, though that, well, that rogue ones because i have no interest that in, yeah. that rogue ones fan service things like the random people being shown in and the random stuff does make it they feel each, smaller. Yeah, absolutely. So th- both of the movies kind of have that yeah. that issue the, where they the both make things be, both seem small. Was, I, I would say I if you count service in both is terrible. Yeah, I, th- yeah I, th- I would say I would say the only sequence in both movies um, where the fan service was good was the added Darth Vader like lightsaber, oh. which was just fourteen seconds because like Rogue that, that One was the best scene in that whole movie. bumping yeah, into yeah. yeah. Because, like, what, what else did... Baller. Well, I guess the, the Red 5 dying, because you actually have to kind of... Like, the Red 5 dying in Rogue One was yeah. good, because you actually because have to search know, for that. Yeah. Right, yeah. If you know yeah. to look for it, like, you can do the math. Yeah. What else... That, that's what I, didn't, I didn't catch yeah. that. What else yeah, did they have in Rogue One? Because Rogue, Rogue One had... Rogue One had... We mentioned uh, Pondo Baba and... Dr. Uh, yeah, Dr. They shoehorned... That was... Yeah, that was shoehorned. C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah. It didn't need to be there. They didn't need to be there, but at least it made sense. Yeah, it made sense in a sense that they're part of the rebellion. They were part. They were at the rebel base on Yavin Four. Yeah, so it's not unlikely that they were. Jimmy Smith was there. They which didn't need yeah. to, that scene didn't need to be yeah. shown. No, 
won't debate that. Yeah. Didn't need to be shown. Mm-hmm. But at least it made sense that they were there. Well, maybe someone said, hey, wait, we're showing everything up to getting the plans and putting it on the yeah. Corellian cruiser, which is later captured. How did RGD2 and C3PO get on that cruiser? I always well, let's put them on the base. Yeah. I always thought that they were just servants of, on that. Yeah. Well, because weren't just they like Wedge Antilles? Yeah. Of, uh, didn't, weren't they owned by Wedge yeah, at that right? point? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Right? I think they didn't yeah. need it. Why didn't they need explain it? They're, they're just servants. Exactly. I don't think they needed yeah. to, but maybe someone thought that they did. Yeah, yeah. but that was like a two second. They are, okay. No, which is why it looks really The fact that they're shown is enough. It doesn't matter how long. If there's one frame and it's on there, especially if you're drawing attention to it by having them speak. Yeah. It's enough to say that's dumb. And has enough time passed that we can admit that R two D two and C three PO suck? Like they really suck. <laughs> like the they, two, they, the they pair suck of them suck. Oh, oh, like, one thing like R two D two like R two D two was you know in, in Empire he was fun and that thing in the swamp ate him and then spit him out and he was like ah. I was like yeah I love R two D two and then it was just. He was running around doing all sorts of nonsense shit in the prequels. And oh, God, yeah. yeah. And C3PO yeah. 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 guy said, oh, I've lost my head. Yeah. In episode two, I'm like, two. I'm done with this. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like I, I, if I never see R2-D2 or C3PO again, I'll be fucking I think okay we have it. to, for those characters, we have to ignore the prequels because it's, the prequels do nothing but detract from Well, the oh, absolutely. You can't, though. Um, I know you can't. And actually, that's what I want to mention with all of these movies. You, there's two ways to look at the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. You've got at the moment eight movies, or as Dave and I were kind of mentioning, there's yeah. uh, no, you don't one. count that. But you Christmas don't watch it. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of movies that no one wants, wants to mention. I, th- I think I got like you have to five seconds in. I'm like, can't do no, it. No, nope. can't do it. You have to count the prequels. You yes, do you not have, to, have to count like the Boba Fett and yeah. Wookiee Christmas, or like the Ewok adventures or something like that. Yeah. So those eight main movies, for a lot of people. That's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It yeah. starts and ends with those eight movies. For a lot of other Star Wars fans, it's those eight movies that's the tip of the iceberg, and then there's the whole expanded, expanded yeah. universe. You part in. of which the expanded universe got thrown out, and yeah. there's going to be oh, a new yeah. one. Because I but wanna... there's it's all of the expanded universe that actually enriches the the environment that you're reading about and makes the movies better. Yeah. So those two different groups. The ones who actually know about the expanded universe probably will have a better experience with the movies because the garbage scenes will probably feel better because it's like, oh, it's all this other stuff that ties together. It's like, oh, cool, I got to see it on screen. Whereas everyone else is like, what the hell is that? That was random. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I mean, if you're making something like that, if you want to have a, a reference to something, it's basically you have to put it in slyly enough that the people who can pick up on it can pick up on it and go, "That was awesome." Yeah, but not so important that if you don't know what it is, you're going to be lost. Yeah, because you you have to not alienate your broader audience. Exactly. I have a thought. Well, hold on. Before, before you throw it out there, I just want to ask you a question. As as because we're all we are fans of Star Wars, all five of us. If they brought busted out the Men in Black, well, four and a half. <laughs> uh, they they busted out the the Men in Black um, memory eraser, blinky, flashy thing, mm. and they said we're gonna blink either one of these two things. If we're gonna blink this, and you forget, so it's like Matrix, red pill, blue pill. Like you take one, you forget the movies completely. Like you forget Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, everybody, and then the other one, you forget the Old Republic. 
and all that like like the video games like the like the the, the Knights of the Old Republic Kotor one and two and the Old Republic video game and all that story that comes with it. Is which pill book, would you take? Are the books included in that? As the books well, would be included in the Old Republic, I think. So, so is like it from my memory or from history? Is the, <laughs> no, you're just from your memory. Well, you know, is the, right? is the old, like, so one <laughs> never really Republic, exists. Is that yeah. all of the expanded universe? Yeah, that's what he said. Well, well the the expanded universe to do with the Old Republic, not just like so. Ba- basically, you can remember all the Old Republic stuff or the movies. Because to me, it's a no-brainer. I, t- I, I remember the, no- the Old Republic as opposed to, even though I'm losing Empire Strikes Back, I, I would rather blank out the memory of, of everything else. That's a tough decision. Yeah. It is, considering yeah. I never I'd rather you. die. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> not taking any of those away from me. Because the expanded universe is so... Like, there's so that's, that's why so I asked good. about the expanded yeah. universe, because I never played the Old Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never played Kotor, Kotor oh, or the, multi- the, the, the MMO. Yeah. Yeah. I already don't, don't play the MMO the universe. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I already forgot it. So like, <laughs> I've never actually played any of those. Because um, to me, the old so Republic to me, is the it's, best. It's, do you want yeah. to? I'm taking the question as: Do you want to remember the movies, or do you want to remember the expanded universe? Mm-hmm. And I want to remember the expanded universe yeah. because that's where it strengthens so many yeah. characters, like Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, like. Just going back to like what we talked about on the pod, the back to tank scene. Mm-hmm. I bitch like, why the fuck is Vader taking a bath? Yeah, that's like that's dumb. Like, but I, then I after, can defend a lot of things in Rogue One. I can't defend that scene. But then, that, that but scene. after then, listening to they some people talk out. about that and like why he's taking, why he's in the back to tank, why he's taking a bath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I keep wanting to say why he's taking a bath, but why he's in the back to tank because his scars are. Like he'll he'll never be fully healed, and he needs to be in there to actually yeah. relieve pain so he can have clarity. <laughs> because when he's not in there, all that he has is like the anger, hate, and aggression, and all. Like pain. it's just yeah. constant that's pain that's so driving strong. him. Mm-hmm. So the only time that he can be in there with clarity is when he's in the back to tank. Yeah. So it's like okay, that makes sense. But that's the expanded universe. I think that <clears throat> came from the comics, if I'm remembering the YouTube video correctly. Mm-hmm. So without that, because I never read that comic, I didn't read any of those books or talks or any of that stuff. I just saw the movies. The seems it seemed really out of place to me mm. the first time. The second time that I watched it, I had seen that YouTube video, the guy talking about it. It's like okay, so when I saw, it, I was like, that's cool. Now I get it. Uh, but, I, I'll uh, actually I disagree with you on that. I mean, I, had, I hadn't read... I don't know what the source material for that is anyway, but if I see someone basically coalescing in a tank full of goo, I either think of, like... It's just a general sci-fi trope. They're in there healing. Like, it's it's in yeah. fucking Dragon Ball. It's the Colto <laughs> tank. Colto yeah. tank, yeah. yeah. Which you would know if you read the Expanded Universe, so we don't know if it's... Yeah, yeah but I mean, I don't know that. Like, I haven't read the Expanded yeah. Universe, but I see a guy in a tank full of goo, yeah. you know, with electrodes and stuff on him, I assume, okay, it's a Dragon Ball. They didn't Starship Troopers, for God's sake. Everything. He's he's there for some sort of medical reason. I agree that it's healing because like, yeah. they have the boxer tank and it's the way that I, I understand that you maybe time. don't know everything about it, but yeah. it didn't take me out. Like I assumed things yeah. about it, and that I was correct. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, that the, the, first time, the first time that I saw it is because, like, oh, he's in the back to tank. Luke was in the back to tank in episode five. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay, so they're just. Maybe yeah. maybe it's just a throwback to that. Yeah, but yeah. that right. that was. All. We've already gone way too long. So uh, Lee Pock, if you would you, you wrap up, because we all kind of. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got some. Uh, yeah. In terms of the yeah. uh, going back to what, where this all started as a debate, I have um, some closing thoughts sure. on it. Um, I believe going into this, I thought that 
uh, Rogue One overall was the better movie simply because I enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, an inkling. Like, I, I knew I wanted to rewatch both. But anyway, um, I'd say the cornerstone arguments of, of Dave's uh, why Force Awakens is better is because it has a more cohesive story and because the characters are more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Upon thinking about this, while everyone's been yelling, um, <laughs> I've come to the conclusion that I actually disagree with Dave's arguments. I mm-hmm. think that the plot is even a less cohesive story than Rogue One. Really thinking about it, I was like, they find Luke Skywalker and that's it. Yeah. And in terms of the character it's development, very, it's very aware I'd say Finn is, is developed a little yeah. bit. Ray, not at all. And the one character that I feel is actually the most developed and changes the most over both movies is actually Kylo Ren. Yeah, so far. Um, and so because of that... I'm still going to keep with I like Rogue One better. Also, it was more fun. Well, like I, I've also <laughs> okay. like, I've also heard that like I, I've said many times that um, it's, obviously I knew I was going to change into for, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I said that at the beginning I said that off the top we all knew. yeah I said that off the top I was no. willing to be changed um, for, like, I also don't think any of us are necessarily trying to do no. that right like yeah. you're okay liking whatever movies yeah. you want I don't um, begrudge anyone exactly. like that. Wait, we're not going to have a battle royale yeah. after this it just wouldn't be very funny <laughs> let's all get our lightsabers yeah for, Force Awakens though I, I said lightsabers not bottles I've said it's be, I've said Force Awakens was beat for beat a new hope and I still stand by that yeah. the big difference being a new hope stands on its own and and like it, it, it's a it's a movie george lucas made it to be like this can have sequels but it doesn't have to force awakens was made very much aware that they were getting two more movies and force awakens does not stand on its own at all and it is required to have sequels unlike rogue one which is self-contained and you can watch it and then hey that's over everybody died like you said very shakespearean yeah dave's you gotta be like oh i'm watching that now i gotta wait for two more movies okay that's a good point pierce Mm -hmm. so anyone else want to say anything at the end here before we i think uh, we're good i'm I'm gonna cut us off i'm happy with what i said i'm gonna cut us off all right high fives all around everybody Woo! finally (laughs) finally did it (laughs) that was that was actually fine i like that we could we can uh Sort of come back to something there sort was of no bloodshed. Yeah, no bloodshed. It was a little bit like our, our version of uh a little bit like our version of movie fights. A little bit. Like we like the movie fights podcast on on this and, and we're not trying to step on any toes here, but like this is kind of our, our, our version of it, I guess, was this mini debate style with both nonsense and poignant information on two Star Wars movies. Does it count as a mini-debate the last eight hours? Yeah, good point. Well, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> this is going to be the rest of our lives. The so no longer mini-debate, the the incredibly long debate, which has already gone on too long, so I'm going to sign off now. Crossover podcast available at crossover podcast, sorry, thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash thecrossoverpodcast, and you can find it on iTunes and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Everybody, thanks for doing this. And uh, let's get out of here and go gamble. What do you think? All right, let's do it. Take care, everybody. See you next time.